0: The teeth from the sea.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the fifth of September, twenty twenty-one. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Birds. I am here,
0: <laughs> and Robert Kemp. No witty comment on anything that's happening around your very being right now no oh, all right then.
2: <laughs> Rob is here also the one roller <laughs> <laughs> here's the one roller the,
0: the one, yes i i want I roll ones <laughs> with oh, I see <laughs> with, with considerable accuracy <laughs> I mean seriously, the probability of me rolling that many ones really low is that the uh uh
1: what do you call that the added to your name you know your yeah roll up ro- oh, my title one roller yeah <laughs> yeah what are those like honorary titles called or <laughs> like in civilization that you get assigned like at the end of the game we used to <coughs> is that still a feature who knows Well, because none of us have played civ 6 <laughs> well Dan has a bit right I've played it,
0: I just don't finish games yeah, you, <laughs> you haven't
1: got to the end to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, yeah. Yeah, what is a name for those? Are they just titles or those suffixes or... Well then, are they I mean, honoraries or something? I don't think they're anything in particular. I think
2: they're just Because you get those in... You get that in, like, Jamestown, right? You get the little... You are the one credit clearer or whatever. Oh, I see. At the end of the levels... Depending on how well you do,
0: little medals. Yeah, I should have a. Someone should just make a little medal. That's, I mean, it probably exists, right? There's probably plenty that are like a D twenty with the twenty up, right? Yeah, probably. I, and need, no I, need, I need the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe some stink lines coming off it. <laughs> it.
2: Definitely sounds like a
0: thing that exists. So we we played a game in meat space, <laughs> sort of. If we played some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it was it at was this a, point
2: uh, old Dungeons and Dragons. Even <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like one
2: at least one version old at this point.
0: Oh really? <laughs> it's been so long that there's been a new edition. Since yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, at least okay. that box is what at least ten years old. I think we worked it out as, or at least there was a picture. The first time we played it, at least was, a, oh, was right, yeah. It was ten years ago, as Google told me. Yeah. Almost weirdly to the day, as it turned out. <laughs>
2: That's not weird. It's because someone got reminded about it and then were like looking at it and it's like, oh, we should do that again? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> it's just like, it's not, it's not that weird that we, co- that we not very coincidentally did it again.
0: It was quite fun. Although Noam did kind of wander off. Well, I mean... It was a bit too long for... Yes, her.
2: inevitably. We did the whole... We did a whole day. Basically.
0: And bravely ran away only once <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we returned but we didn't return to the same yeah you point. didn't
2: go into the death hole but you nearly died in basically yeah we were like well let's not go that way <laughs> conveniently it
0: allows you to do that yeah <laughs> on this map you didn't just rock up and it would have just been like the dragon that murdered us murdered us all would just yeah it didn't just smell so us like in the, in the, in in the dungeon air
1: don't you think it's quite a harsh lesson for the? I suppose it's on purpose for the starter map is, is to have something. Well, no, but we ran, we rolled so many ones. That's the thing. Well, and the, do you think the
2: immediate <laughs> diplomacy fails at the start, yeah. which are actually? I think we rolled one on diplomacy, didn't you? Was it? Was oh, no, so no, it? I, I,
0: I, I think, I think. Gnome tried to de- be be all diplo- yeah, but you diplomatic had the, you had the, I had intimidation. I right, yeah. You had that was the second roll. Gnome
2: failed the diplomacy. rolled failed the intimidation. I, I rolled a one on intimidation. <laughs> and then <laughs> I mean right. arguably as as we discussed later, like maybe if I'd read the book a bit better, there was a way to get out of that fight a bit like at any point.
0: Oh, okay.
3: Oh really?
2: Well, you just basically had to re-roll diplomacy, but then there was like, there's like a if you actually get into the into the sort of talking of that encounter, there's like a free strike system and whatever. But I didn't really. It was just like, let's just fight and see how this goes. It went guess, very badly. This is an immediate
0: fight. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a, it's a little difficult, isn't it? With uh games as freeform as D anD D, that the, they don't necessarily. And I'm not saying this is your fault, Zach, by any means. It's like it's a little hard to tell what you can and can't do in a game like that. Well that's what I was saying about that about that thing with the diplomacy where it's just like it the way
2: it's worded in the book implies that you can just at any time just attempt a diplomacy role and then if you succeed then you transfer into this like talking segment. And it's just like there's
0: sort of come out of combat mode. Well yeah. yeah. Um,
2: But then like whenever it says that kind of thing, I'm just like, but then you then you just roll diplomacy every turn, right? <laughs> Until you right. succeed. And it's just like that doesn't seem like a that doesn't seem like a logical game mechanic.
0: You're just talking no, in, the entire time, I suppose. You'd Be like, look, seriously.
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I
2: and then like... when they, when it has this whole like layout for the talking segment, there is like this free strike system. So why isn't why like do you not only get free attempts to roll the diplomacy to get into that? <laughs>
0: oh, right, or is it like once you're into the conversation, is a there... Yeah. So you get to attempt the tree three times.
2: Yeah, essentially. But I don't know. We didn't do that, so it's fine. I just really mm-hmm. no, let you all die. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get close. Yeah. But don't I worry, it I bullshit a more... way for them to escape. It was okay. It was okay.
0: we, to, we could just sneak <laughs> through the door and just be all like. <laughs> it's only semi-bullshit
2: because it does specifically like say that you
0: know the dragon doesn't
2: care if you leave. It's like, if you're only that map is the one that the dragon cares about, basically. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, so that just is built leave, into
1: the character of the dragon. Yes, right?
2: it, yeah. it doesn't really follow you. Yeah,
1: there'd be no reason for it to follow you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely think, yeah. Even if that is possible, like technically, the re-rolling, the diplomacy, it doesn't really. It's not. Doesn't really make sense.
2: Yeah, I mean that because they. I I always reference the Penny Arcade podcast the first time they did what would have been this a, this mission but slightly different it's quite a lot the same. because it's from from, a from their edition, from the or... starter kit that they had at that time yeah mm. but like right. they mentioned that as well and cuz that's sort of what passive perception and passive uh what's the other one initiative They're, that's what those were meant to solve for those specific things Cause it's like if you're if you're logically thinking about how like traps and shit or like stealth enemies in Dungeons and Dragons work, you just roll perception every turn just in case there's something there that you need to find. Hmm. <laughs> but that's what passive perception hmm. is meant to deal with. It's just like you have so a you constant have to keep passive. Rolling. So that the the dungeon master rolls against your passive perception, but you don't need to know that. Oh, I see. Yeah, (laughs) You're just saying, like, I'm I'm just doing a thing. Give me a minute. Well, yeah. It's like, if if their passive perception is high enough, then they will see
1: this guy who's trying to be stealthy. Right. It's just a measure of how perceptive you are as a character just by default.
2: But then you don't have to, like, roll it every turn. You don't have to be... Yeah.
0: Yeah, it doesn't mean, like, you have to be actively, like... Like, it's not like Peter Parker turns around and goes, You know what? I, I should probably check my spider sensors. I haven't, do, I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Because the DM knows there's something potentially to notice. Yeah. So that you can do that behind the scenes.
2: But if you were a player, yeah. then you wouldn't know that. Then the logical thing to do would just be to roll perception every turn. Do just it in constantly. Case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But
0: does it take a action? No. Like,
2: like those kind of skill challenges aren't considered an action. Apart, I mean, they might lead to an action right? like mm. if you do something physically as a result of that check.
0: I guess it's one of those things that as the DM you could be all like, no, you're in the middle of a bloody fight. You like, yeah. you don't have time to have a moment. Or you
2: just like you know, you assume that your perception is going to be really bad because you're in the middle of a fight. So yeah, it wouldn't yeah. matter what you rolled or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah. kind of that kind of system you just sort of have to house rule it at a certain point, I guess.
0: You struggle to notice anything through the clashing of swords and
2: well, I mean that would kind, of that be the kind of thing you'd be saying about a a failed role more than a, mm. more than a constant role <laughs> is that they do you know that's the, in that p o k podcast' there's a, several times where it's just like. You, where they're about to come into an empty room or something, and they're like roll perception and see if there's anything there, and then the master is Do you see an empty room. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's that's what you see with that shitty ten roll.
1: <laughs> and what would you see if you if you were Rob and you rolled a one? <laughs> you wouldn't even see the empty room. <laughs> yeah, I probably. <laughs> I probably, probably go. <laughs> it's
0: a bit
2: darker there, isn't it? I think one one when one time when they did roll like a, a one on perception, one of the actual okay dudes was just like, "You think about crepes? <laughs> <So> like <laughs> that's, that's, that's crepes. what a one on perception roll means. <laughs> you you don't perceive just, uh, enemy. You
0: just think about crepes. You're distracted <laughs> horrendously. <laughs> you roll a one. I'm hungry. <laughs>
4: It's a pizza roll.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> you are so hungry, you close your eyes. A dream of burger. <laughs> a dream of food. So <laughs> if you roll a one, surely you forget your own name.
2: Not, <laughs> like... any, not any longer, there's no critical fails <laughs> in Dungeons & Dragons. That
1: used to be the case? Well, yeah.
2: It was mainly for combat <laughs> fail rather than skill challenge fails
1: critical perception fail is funny yes it's <laughs> pretty hilarious it's like you're you're tripping on acid or something <laughs> at
2: that point but well, then the opposite was also they also mentioned like the opposite when you roll like a natural 20 on perception and you just
1: perceive everything
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes you get a bit overwhelmed
1: <laughs> I see everything
4: I hear Bidding. pudding
1: yeah so that was fun playing an IRL game for a change hmm
2: yeah, we've still got at least two more encounters that we can finish at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to come back. In 20 years' time.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we were even remember all the stuff that we did. I think this time we maybe have a better handle on
0: yeah, and we, things we, in general. We, it, it didn't take us nearly as long. I mean, it took us a while to get up to speed, but it didn't take us as long as it did. And we're probably before. still
2: doing at least one thing wrong, probably. Oh, I bet. Where we're just like, what the, what the hell does this actually mean?
0: But I don't care. It was, it was pretty. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of numbers on that sheet, and most of them seem meaningless. Yeah. Like, How
1: often do they publish a new edition? I don't know. Every five years or something?
2: Yeah, maybe, well, mm-hmm. I don't know about, like, maybe recently every five years, but I don't think a third edition was around for a hell of a long time.
0: Mm. Right. <laughs> isn't, it, that, isn't it just like there's like plenty of expansions and, well, yeah. and scenarios? Yeah. But... If you're not the sort to build your own.
2: And you know, if we wanted to do that more in a better way, there's plenty of online versions of of the whole system.
0: Oh sure, I mean I've played some. It's not. It's not nearly the same thing. I've played Hero yeah. Quest like on um, tabletop simulator. Well, sure, with the oh, Cambridge crew. Sure.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if someone's already put everything into tabletop simulator as well. Not l- legitimately, but
0: no, <laughs> definitely, exists. definitely not legitimately. <laughs> but there, there will be a mod to do it. Uh probably a steam workshop pack you can get hold of.
2: Yep.
1: How does Tabletop Simulator work in terms of licensing? Do you have to like input the <laughs> whole game in order to play it? <laughs> yeah. Right. So how does it survive? How does it how is it a thing? Yeah,
0: how has it not been sued profusely? <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know. Yeah.
0: You think Wizards of the
1: Coast having owning quite a lot of the games that are probably played on that would would be just one um, you know, person trying to take them down? Yeah, I wonder if there's coming. any
2: like Warhammer shit in there because they're the, they're the ones that will come yeah. after you extra hard. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's tricky because a lot of the they- a lot of the ones I've seen on there they're like they're not actually like full on. It's not like the rule sets have been scripted in. Well, they literally they've just provided like here are the
2: well yeah well, here's the
0: tokens here's the dice you need here's the board pieces you can manage this yourselves right.
2: Yeah, sometimes I mean. It's a lot more effort to script that g- game than it is to just put models in and mm. be like, use the physics engine to pr- just put these in the right places, and <laughs> that's it.
0: Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some that have some scripting to help out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a surprising amount you can get hold of. Um, like I tried playing like the uh, I would probably recommend using the um, totally not legit version of pandemic the board game on tabletop simulator more than I would using the pandemic the video game because pandemic the oh, video really? game sucks um but mm. the tabletop simulation is why well, it's exactly that it's just the pieces um so it works <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: hmm. are there mechanics of board games that it
0: really struggles with or can um, kind it of do most stuff? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could do most stuff. Like, and mm. um, I, th- I think there's anything where it suddenly starts to like if you've got any game that actually requires physics, yeah. like if there's anything that actually has a, like a physical motion, then you might start to get into trouble. <laughs> like, I think it can yeah. model things like sabutio and stuff like that because there is actually a like a flick control yes, and things there, like that have there's physics. some stuff for that but i don't know like it, it's kind of like that's not the reason why you play pog right <laughs> like, i'm just trying to think of games like that like then then it's not gonna have a good time i mean the most inconvenient thing for the smaller outer of
2: time that i ever played is like i was playing one of those one of those games that relies on like movement but it's like based on like not non square based lengths, so you have like length cards that you have to measure things oh, against. I see. And but- it's just like, so you're having to constantly pick these things up and move them onto the board and then line them up with your pieces and then be like, where's that going? Because in you real could, life, you- that's actually quite kind of easy, but yeah, in, in having to deal with it for a your you know computer mouse and keyboard interface is not actually as
0: easy. No, especially as you're like putting it on the board and it might shuffle things around. Yeah, and you have stuff, to be like, okay, I'm-,
2: I'm gonna lock these pieces down so I don't accidentally knock them while I'm moving this other thing in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, yeah, I can see that. That can be a bit of a pain. But then you could like, if you knew what the measurements were, like there is a ruler tool that doesn't yeah. that doesn't like actually affect the pieces.
2: But then you've got you know, in these movement kind of games, you've got like curves and stuff where it's just like, oh god, to, really? Oh. You have to. Pick the end of the curve compared
0: to the starting point. That's quite heavy. Yeah, th- yeah, those would probably be a pain. <laughs> and th- and in fairness, anything that is anything that would be very very card heavy, I think would probably be just a pain in the ass to actually deal with. Well,
2: without at least a bit of scripting, because as soon as you've got like proper like lot you know card slots where you can just drop everything in and, shuff- and shuff- shuffle them around and whatever, that makes it much easier.
0: Mm. Yeah, because I think that was the only scripting that was on that pandemic game that that version I pulled because it was like it scripted to set up the board for you, right, and do the start, and then that was it. Like from that point, it was all like you can just manage this yourself; it's fine. Um, and that one worked out because there was no hidden aspects. There's no hidden aspects to the pandemic. There's like you could everything's just out on the table. Even though, though, you know, you mm. can set up zones for like the, the, things, the yeah, yeah the DM, for instance, in Hero Quest can, has his own little area, so other players can't see what he's doing and uh you can like organize like like just bags of stuff that then have an inventory screen if you need them to be so they like have a little separate panel and things like that and i was trying to get fancy at one point to be like okay like you can actually run like sub windows and things in it so it's like oh do i I actually want a window just to highlight a certain like my area of the board so i've always got like a little panel i can interact with hmm and while the, while the main screen is actually just watching the board and what else is going on, that's the one I'm panning around like a crazy fool. I wish the camera controls were a bit better because it likes to center on a point. Right. Yeah. Um. And then so everything, every movement you're doing is like rotating around this center point, which is fine most mm. of the time. But if you really want to get in and look at look at uh, something closely, like it's then a little bit of a pain to actually line it up. And the text editing isn't great either. So like. I don't know if you're writing your hero card, or maybe the sheets in D. If you were to attempt the sheet in D and D, that would actually be a royal pain in the arse because um, that that side's not great. You can't see the carrot half the time, or at least in my experience, that's been problematic. Mm. Where where am I even typing? Because I was using it to track stupid things like how many people I actually killed, <laughs> and things like that, which is completely unnecessary in Hero Quest, but.
4: Tabletop simulated. Hmm.
0: I'm glad that it exists. It's a I think it's like I forget. You do have to actually pay for it to just unlock the actual yes. thing, right? Like it's not like it's not like it's a free service or whatever. No. You but you buy the base and then do what you want with it.
2: Then <laughs> download, download a bunch of illegal shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Basically, yeah. Hmm. I guess the I wonder, it's the thing. Like, I wonder if, like, they, the, the, like you said, like, I wonder if the board game makers really care. Like, their marketplace is always going to, yeah, is always just going to buy them. And maybe they're quite happy, actually, for people to have taken to Tabletop Simulator during the pandemic, because then like, well, when it's all over and people get back together, they'll be like, well, you're going to buy our shit now, aren't you? Maybe, but I mean,
2: the other aspect, at least for Dungeons & Dragons, is that they basically have their competing product anyway. They have online D&D things that yeah. function like running a whole game just oh, on, do the, they? On, uh, in a, on a web page, I think. Oh, so, I, didn't,
0: I didn't realize that existed.
2: They're probably not too worried about the much more like the version where it had to be had to have been shoved into a different game's engine essentially, (laughs) yeah, hacked
0: around. It's like Mm. if it's not as good, they're like, Yeah, it's fine. But that's the
1: thing, isn't it? Sometimes the official one isn't as good as the hacked around one, (laughs) yeah, true. (laughs) In the case of the pandemic one, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's because one will be okay.
0: It's it's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, the the pandemic one's a real disappointment because it's like. Yeah, they tried to make it convenient for you by, you know, the power of video games. It can but the interface was just so like the The thing that you would have thought would have been the easiest thing in the world to get right is just make that make 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 a UI for a board game. It's like it's just menus really, isn't it? <laughs> it's just menus and paddles and stuff. It's like if you balls that up, you balls the whole experience. And they balls it up. Humbug, bah! But then you get some really good examples like Carcassonne, obviously, and uh, um, Settlers of Catan. Like, really I love that. Fun. I love that game. But like the XBLA version, I didn't really understand at the time. But now I've played the physical one. It's just mm. like, oh, yeah. uh, you know what? Like that—that that original blah Settlers of Catan was actually a pretty decent representation of this. Well,
3: arguably, or Ticket mm. to
0: Ride. Do you remember that? What there was a big deal about when that came out on Xbox Live? Yeah, arguably, Catan is like. That, that that had
2: the classic problem of like you can't simulate real negotiations online
0: <laughs> not without voice yeah, yeah. it that, that is a key part of that game or you know lying your way through negotiations as it mostly is yeah <laughs> Well, the Didn't number. Bad, no, okay. Well, the the number of times I've asked Gnome for something and she just hands me the wrong card. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that intentional or just random, though? I, I think I think it's I think it's mostly unintentional, but there's the odd moment where she's got that smile on her face and it's just like, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> We did play a, a a great game one night where we managed to get uh my mate Justin very very drunk because we imposed the rule. He's terrible with it. He's like he he he's a cheater and he's got form. Like, but it's got to the point where we see it. Like almost every time we see what he's doing, so we call him out on it and we made him drink a shot every time he did. it. <laughs> every <laughs> he, time he cheats. Yep. <laughs> and then he got really drunk. He, he got he got to the point where he didn't. He, he's a he's one of those drinkers where he passes a certain threshold and then doesn't realize that drinking more is probably a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um so we got in pretty bad. That was that was a fun evening. One of those drinkers? Isn't that everyone? <laughs> you no, no get... I, You know, I, I I don't think I'm one of those dr- I mean no. I, I think I might have been in the past, but like I Yeah. I'm definitely not that anymore because now I'll, I'll I'll enter like a I'm feeling quite unwell phase before I get to that oh, point. Oh, okay, fair enough.
1: Think it seems to always coincide like the just the you always most want another drink when you least need one, probably, (laughs) you know, or that there's the tip over point,
3: yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, no, I'm quite the fourth one or something. I think I'm too aware of my own drunkenness now, like, I'm I think Mm. I I gauge it constantly, and and as a result Mm. of that, I don't necessarily get the benefits of being that little bit tipsy, you know, because I'm right judging myself constantly, yeah it's like um we were at we were at a thing yesterday which was a um a 1440s slash 1940s party oh right so it had like medieval sword fighting and then some people just wrapped dressed up as dapper dapper gentlemen from the 40s no one went in like world war ii regalia which was i thought like there was a missed opportunity there no i think that was what he was gunning for but Hmm. No pun intended on the gunning bit there, but the uh, it, yeah, that didn't really happen. Um, so did you go medieval? No, of course not. I'm going <laughs> to me in costume parties. It's like that's the, the worst. Um, but I did. I did sort of like dapper myself up a bit, so like just just a little. Hmm. No nice jacket, full mustache wax. Oh bo- sweet, bo-tar. yeah. <laughs> mustache wax that makes sense for the forties. Yeah, I suppose. Absolutely. <laughs> minimal costume you you know get away with it that's my that's my approach um yeah so we were doing that but there was like a a, like a disco and it's like playing your standard affair in fairness to them I did not hear come on Eileen so they passed that test (laughs) they play any 1440s hits (laughs) green sleeves (laughs) And unfortunately not, no. I would've I would have or loved banger. to have like hear some like folklore covers of like House of Pain or something like just That'd be really great. Um but no, it was it was a standard sort of disco affair. and no one gets quite annoyed with me when I'm like like Are you going to dance tonight? And I'm like, that depends on the tipsiness, but then I'm very aware of the tipsiness. Mm. Because yeah, uh, I don't I don't like doing that until I hit a certain zone, and then like when I'm in that certain zone, I don't care anymore, and that's the that's the best zone. Uh, it's like level two on a did Sonic you... game, you know. <laughs> it's, it's <the laughs> did, best zone. did you get to yeah. zone zone two? I did not. No, no. I was even, despite the amount of mead I was drinking, I seemed permanently in like zone one, not zone zero, not the prologue, where you're perfect. No, you're perfectly sober yeah zone one like single you in like single point territory, as in i could probably drive mm. home territory <laughs> right, yeah, perhaps shouldn't, but definitely could <laughs> yeah well, yeah, i definitely shouldn't <laughs> <Last> <laughs> moment, but but yeah, but, yeah. yeah. that's well that's sort of all I mean, like i think if you're like me or you're too 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 aware of it and too self conscious it's like it just doesn't work you don't you don't hit that zone yeah. before you don't hit the nice zone before you hit vomit zone.
1: <laughs> That's a shame if that zone has shrunken.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think that zone is now my bonus stage. If that makes sense, it's like you, you don't hit right. it as often as you'd like. My my regular <laughs> zone is now is now like pure tiredness. <laughs> like it was like when I've drunk too much, it just goes. I'm asleep now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're in zone one, and they're playing all the disco music, and then suddenly. Oh, it's 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 the special stage. <laughs> yeah. it's, time. it's time to dance.
0: I think I've also got to have confidence in the DJ. You know, I'd like to get in that sort of. Mood. Oh. But there has to has to be like you know you've got to have nailed it, and there has to be a period of time where you know you're going to have a good a good a good zone. This was not that the mix was all over the place. No, that's very rare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's what I got up to this weekend. How is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> mm. I went to the RAF Museum in Hendon with John and Vanessa and the Barlows. The Barlows. The Barlow's. Barlow's. Yeah. Um, and they had a good playground for diner. That was the main thing. <laughs> good, good. You know, with like a, a, with both airplanes and tractors, For as in tractors to ca- to drive airplanes around. I see, I suppose. Yeah. So that was the highlight. (laughs) It's quite good because we wanted to go to Duxford, but they had some kind of special flying day. Uh, But I think this is a more compact version. Like they didn't have, Duxford tends to have lots of planes that are like in bits being repaired and stuff and Hmm. being put back together, which is kind of cool to see. But this was like greatest hits planes, I think, uh, RF planes anyway, because it was within the kind of limits of London. So not that much room. But they did have big hangars. They had a Vulcan in the hangar, which is pretty big. Huh.
0: So is this like a special day, or is it like just kind of like this is how they operate most of the time, sort of? No, it's museum-y. just a museum, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was free, yeah. Yeah, so that was quite cool. Because that's the thing, they've got the museum bit, right? But then but most of the time it's actually just an operating airfield. <laughs> so it's...
1: Well, they do air shows and things, don't yeah. they?
0: Yeah.
1: And I think they do flights, you know, on normal days as well, like uh, they used to anyway. Um, oh yeah. yeah, it's, I used it's a, all. used to it's know all... someone
0: who to, 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 in order to make the trip to come see me a bit easier, flew his helicopter and landed it at Duxwood. And oh, I, really? Yeah, oh. And, I, and I met him there. I was like, hello. <laughs> Your mate, the helicopter said, partner, not a mate, he was my boss. Really, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. All right,
1: okay, fair. It's kind of cool. I don't think I've had a boss who owns a helicopter before.
0: So. <laughs> it was kind of fun. I went in it. Oh, nice! Didn't fly I didn't it. I've been in a helicopter. <laughs> oh, obviously, <laughs> obviously.
1: <laughs> oh, you just sat in it. You yeah, didn't yeah, no. go but, up in it.
0: No, no, I've been, been up in it, but just not. in Oh, control. cool! Not yeah. flying it yourself. Well. <laughs> yeah, that
4: would Ooh, be madness.
1: Would cool. just take a lot of training.
4: <laughs> Many, many hours.
0: I got a bit of um. I need some house grouse or house advice. Go on. In general, right. And the reason why I'm asking is because it's physicsy, right. So, in my living room, we've got a really long radiator along one of the walls, right. And we want to put a radiator cover on it, but I'm doing my research, as you do. And a lot of people are saying, that's a terrible idea for efficiency. And I'm trying to think it through and be like, you know what, actually is it? Because it's like, the arguments don't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, okay, obviously radiators are mostly, not actually radiators, they are convectors, I guess. Yeah. Um, so air comes in, cold air comes in bottom, hot air comes out top, thumbs up. So I mm-hmm. guess like putting a shelf on the top is mildly problematic for that, f- just for the flow, I guess. But then, like if you left the, right. a, a gap at the top under the shelf, is that enough? That's like air escape there, right? Is that so? Rather than going straight up, yeah, making
2: some amount of obstruction, <laughs> sure. completely blocking it off.
0: Sure, you're getting a bit of resistance, but is that a big deal, or is that just a just a little bit of a deal?
2: Mm. Well, also, you don't want to put anything that will be affected by heat on that shelf.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, naturally,
0: yeah. That, you, you, yeah. Don't want, you
1: don't want to put candles on it. I <laughs> <laughs> suppose maybe you could... The problem is you could end up with, a, like, a convection loop that's, like, limited to that part of the room rather than, like, encompassing the whole room, where if it goes all the way up to the ceiling straight away and then goes around.
0: Hmm. Oh, what, yeah, the maybe. But ho- yeah. the higher would, wouldn't be going back down that fast, would it? To-
2: or it wouldn't make as good of, like loop because it dispersed the flow off the bottom of the shelf immediately
0: right rather than going possibly rather than perhaps it flying upwards as quickly as you might expect Hmm. so anyway that's the conundrum and also there are some things like people saying like oh but yeah but most of these most of the time these things are made of wood right and wood just absorbs all the heat and i'm like i'm not sure i believe that as a statement either because the wood's going to cool down and it cools down by radiation right
2: i don't think wood absorbs that much heat to start with really yeah, like totally. That could be that bad. I don't. It's think just like it's just difficult. another bit of mass in the entire room that's going to have to be heated up. It's yeah. just like more directly yeah. in the heat flow. So maybe it like delays how long. It that's takes what I mean. If it like smooth, if
0: it just smooths the curve, well, that's fine. <laughs> I don't think that.
2: <laughs> don't think that's necessarily a good thing, though. Really.
0: So what, what kind of like? efficiency deficit are we talking here about 20% who knows that's the question
1: isn't it
0: yeah that is the question because you can measure it try and measure it it's it's just one of those things you go reading about it and everyone's coming from a perspective right it's like yeah but they don't have any the worst one I read was like was clearly some guy who worked for a radiator company being like, But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the honest guy here, right? And I'm gonna take you through all the arguments. And then he was clearly anti radiator cover. (laughs) Like you read through it and it's just like this isn't a balanced argument at all. (laughs) It's just like you want to sell me some radiators isn't the radiator. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Isn't the radiator in in that room behind the couch anyway?
0: No, 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 it's um well, it's, behind it's behind stuff. It's behind us. Well, there's not there's not a lot there. Like it's behind a single single seater. Mm, that's okay.
2: Because you're already blocking like half the radiation. Part of the radiation.
1: Some of it. Yeah, but it's the convection part, right? You yeah. want cold air on the bottom, and you want it to go straight up. Basically, yeah, and, we, and so. we've got
0: no plans to like furnish that bit of the room excessively.
2: What you do is you get a bunch of computer fans and just build like a line of computer fans at the bottom that just shove air up for it like an actual oh
0: damn (laughs) oh man just force the convection and then but you make sure you buy RGB ones yeah right and then uh, and then I somehow (laughs) somehow rig that into the Philips Hue system oh man and someone's got
1: to have done that before right (laughs) I mean
0: obviously like intake
1: and a and out. Outtake, out. <laughs> out, out, exhaust fans. Yeah, along yeah. the entire length of a radiator. <laughs> oh man,
0: is, I like that'd be so noisy. Well, <laughs> like, <unless laughs> you had silent fans, they, they would. Yeah, they'd have to be big fans, right? Are, yeah. to be quite quiet. But the, the, yeah, but then, they can't be bigger than the radiator. <laughs>
2: I mean, then the question is: well, do you, Does that actually make it any more efficient? Like, because it's already it's already making convection flow from the cold air going in, and the hot air going out. But then, if you increase the flow by like forcing it with fans, does that actually not actually help? Because you're
0: because it doesn't get warm enough by well, the time it leaves. Yeah, or? because
2: it's like it's not giving it enough time to transfer the heat. But then it's still got to transfer the heat mm. anyway. So it's just like, does it does that actually make any difference?
0: Because it's not natural. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that you're actually getting the most out of it?
2: Or does it make literally zero difference in either direction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess you're getting some extra heating from the fans. True. <laughs> yeah. The power that you're using to turn the fans the, the little That's bit of true. electricity yeah. being
3: used.
1: <laughs> Just set up a
0: Bitcoin mine in the other room and yeah. pipe all the exhaust into well, your room and be well, toasty. I mean, we've already proved this room can get mighty toasty. If you close the door and just have everything turned on. Yeah. Make, I, I, sh- I should I should leave a I should leave a video running and shut the door and see what happens. Like a video encode on this PC. <laughs> see how toasty it gets. That'd be good in the in the, at Christmas. <laughs> in the winter. Oh yeah. No, during the winter we've already kind of No and no, I both agree this house is gonna be still toasty. Because I'm not sure we've turned the central heating on properly yet.
2: You haven't been here for even an autumn yet. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like, I think we we turned it on as a test, obviously, when we had to get all the plumbing sorted out. But Mm. other than that, it's kind of not been on.
1: Is that the oil-based one?
0: The The oil boiler. The oil boiler. The oil boiler. I mean, it, it the boiler turns on because you need hot water.
3: Mm.
4: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Hmm. Anyway, okay, that, was well. my,
0: that was my physics-y house question. <laughs> Report back if you if you do install the shelf on top of the euro. Uh, that's probably the only yeah, place we're really install one. But, if
2: hmm. you install it now before you've actually got to winter, you won't know if it makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's true. You just live in the ignorance of whether it would have been better before you had the shelf. <laughs> Perfect,
1: yeah.
0: I love it. Yeah, no one will know what efficient it would be like. Well if you get ones yeah. that like have basically like cabinet doors, so you can just open them up if you really need. Or like maybe they slide over each so you can like un unsheave half of it. Mm. You still have the shelf on top, I guess, but yeah, yeah. I don't know
2: if you The bit on top is the important bit, really. Hmm. Not so much the yeah. sides.
0: Make it what are you going to put on these shelves? I don't know. Knickknacks, <laughs> fireplacey fireplace type Nick-nacks. stuff. You already have a
2: an actual bookshelf right there that's
0: covered in crap.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's the problem, right? Well, just get rid of some <laughs> of that crap and put some different crap out <laughs> Don't become an old person <laughs> with every surface being covered in crap. Have you met Gnome? <laughs> well, it's fairly contained at the moment. <laughs> at
0: the moment, yeah. Well, that's
2: the idea. You've got to keep it contained. I mean, yeah.
0: Down, we're making a show of it downstairs but like yeah upstairs is a different story already and we still haven't sorted out that one room where that, that yeah. is, is just stuff <laughs> <laughs> the room of stuff the floor to ceiling stuff room like
1: a treasure hoard
0: <laughs> I mean the kind of waiting for the loft room yeah I mean a small portion of it is my, is, is, is my games library hmm but it's weird how small a portion of it of that room is actually there.
1: Found my GameCube at my mum's house. It's weird how the yeah. uh, like the 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 light coloured plastic, you know, where you put the plug in the controllers. That's con- that's yellowed or whatever, but the rest is so. It's, Oh,
0: what you the know, the grey frontage is? Yeah, the grey, which is oh, weird. Really? I don't know. I don't yeah. know that it has on
2: mine. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Depends whether it's been facing the
1: sun for some period of time. Whatever. Yeah, I don't think so. No, it would have been in a box. It has a been basement. a while
0: since I've got mine out of the box. In mm-hmm. fairness, but because mm-hmm. for a while you'd just use the Wii. <laughs> yeah, unless you wanted to play Crystal Chronicles, because then the. Uh... <laughs> Game Boy adapters didn't work on the Wii. For some and reason now that's all solved by
1: that terrible <laughs> Crystal Conicles re 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 re-release. Not solved.
0: <laughs> to hell with that thing.
4: Yeah. To shreds, you say.
3: Yeah.
0: I watched um. I've got a little bit of film news as well. Carry on <laughs> oh, in yeah. this random section. Noam and I watched uh, Cruella on Disney Plus. All right. Okay. It's all right. Really? Yeah, it's all right. Starts mm. off pretty ropey.
1: Is that like do you need premium thingy for that? Or Can you just watch it on Disney?
0: No, it's not Premiere access. It's now on. Oh right, it's now it's on really regular expensive. Disney Plus.
1: Oh, I've got regular,
4: so I can give that a try.
0: Yeah, i so, at uh, the. I think it's a pretty ropey start, but it 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 becomes enjoyable i wouldn't say it's you know great or anything but it's a it was all right the
1: trailer for that made me laugh because it's i think it literally starts with showing her as a kind of a rebel by like a a top-down shot of um the street in london where liberties is and like Mm -hmm. there's a there's a there's a pedestrian crossing to the left, but it's not lined up with the entrance to Liberties. So she just walks into traffic across that street to get to <laughs> right. Liberties, and I'm like, uh, and it's like, oh, so I I don't follow the crowd. It's like I do that. Everyone does that. <laughs> is that is <laughs> on that, that not, particular street? Is that, is that not just London though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that particular spot as well. It's like it's really convenient to like. Jink to the side to use the pedestrian crossing and the, the the traffic's really slow and wary around there so you can just walk across right in <laughs> front of people. It's like that's not that's not that much of a rebel thing to do. I've definitely done that myself. Lol. Yeah. But like, I don't even remember even the basic story of 101 Dalmatians. No, I don't really. Process, but How do you not remember the basic story? It's like there's a bunch of dogs and she wants the to get their skins. <laughs> Then, well, that's it. That, that's, that's, that, the that's the whole story. So then, okay and this so this film is how someone go up to want
0: dog, dog skin. skin. <laughs> I mean, sort of. I mean, it, I mean it's I it's honestly, obviously sympathetic towards Gorilla, which is then makes the sequel quite problematic. In that like, right. Well, what is now the sequel? I guess it makes the actual Hundred One Dalmatians like. There's a missing piece here now. I mean she's literally called Cruella DeVille. I mean, how uh-huh. more evil a name can you get? I mean it's that's sort of they touch on that. <laughs> Is it her real yeah. name? I mean, spoilers, no. Okay.
2: <laughs> Good. That's that's the thing, it's like if you do end up with an evil name because your parents called you that, then that's you know, that's one thing. But if you've chosen to have an evil name because you want to have an evil name, that's a different thing.
0: <laughs> it's not because of an evil because of evil, it's because of fashion. Yeah, well yes, obviously. <laughs> 'Cause that's right. what she's all
1: about. Dog, dog
0: skin. It's like it's it's almost the Deville wears Prada. You know. Right,
1: yeah, yeah. Almost.
0: I mean it it's it looks like it's going to go that way. And then at one point it looks like, oh, this is sewing bee the movie. <laughs> and then and then it's sorta of not. And then and then it's heist movie, and then it's sorta of not. Yeah. It's a lot of things, and as I said, it's all—it's kind mm. of all right. It's kind of all right.
1: Are you gonna go see the
0: Marvel film in the cinema? What's, I don't what's know the new one because I—Chang Chi. Yeah, that, I mean that one looks way more interesting to me than Black Widow did, and it's like yeah. And I still haven't definitely. seen Black Widow, and I'd quite like to, but I'm not. i would worried about it. Um, yeah, I mean I've Wish seen this one was on the uh, the Disney.
1: Thing rather than having to go to the cinema, but maybe sure, it's time to go. But
0: then Premier Access is really expensive, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like it's not just a rental, is it? It's like thirty quid or something. It's um, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous because they're expecting you to watch it with your family, which is for the same price you'd spend going to the cinema. Going to the cinema, yeah. Wow. Well, okay, no, thirty quid for taking. If you had a family of four, you'd be lucky to get everyone into the cinema for thirty quid. But yeah, but still, it it does. It feels a little steep definitely for i mean for a film like i i'd second guess spending 30 quid on a game half the time yep mm. and yet and, and yet the uh sort of duality of my being is like i wouldn't blink twice at spending 30 quid on pizza <laughs> like, yeah well it's pizza <laughs> i know it's it's so strange when you think of it that way it's like i'm a cheap ass gamer but definitely not a cheap ass eater <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I thought, know, oh, I'll probably go and see. Well, the main thing is Dune is coming out, and that's mm-hmm. that's got to be done in the cinema. So mm-hmm. that's the big one. I mean, big yeah, big that's 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 got IMAX written all over it there. Yeah, it really does. I think it was filmed in IMAX, wasn't it? Yeah. So, I,
0: I, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't really miss the cinema. Yeah. I went through a phase of... Yeah. Quite, I, go, I go through phases with it. Like, I went through phases of quite liking it, and then being somewhat indifferent to it and then, then liking it again and uh, very much in the indifferent to it phase it, which is weird yeah. because going to cinema currently is actually kind of nice or at least the last few times i've the uh, couple of times i've been like i say a few times it's only been like two or three since the pandemic mm-hmm. there's been practically no one there and it's been great <laughs> yeah that really improves it yeah because there there was a point where i was seeing loads of films and it's like you'd have a good 50 percent ratio of someone being a dick in the cinema in the in the theater or you'd Mm. be sat next to someone who was quite annoying or the classic kids in the back row don't ever sit at the back
1: and i really hate when you go and you end up with a Screen seven or something—that's like a little box or
0: whatever—that isn't really a cinema. Oh, they can sometimes be alright. You, mm. s- you still zone in. It's like they might not be the nicest yeah, screen you do. in there. You still zone in as long as the sounds good. Mm. Like there's nothing yeah, more annoying true. than a than a theater with a broken speaker.
4: Mm.
0: Or like I've, I've watched films where one of the surround sound speakers has been blown out, so you'll hearing it fuzz instead of anything meaningful coming out of it and that's really quite irritating yeah that sucks because there's not a lot they can do about that (laughs) someone's got to fix that speaker it's like you're not gonna like just everyone in this fear to be sat there and be like well we'll wait
1: (laughs) no no it can't basically be fixed you know in time for that
0: showing can I and because like a lot of a lot of uh, cinemas are now run automated. Mm. Like you know, not even with people running the projectors up top; it's all just scheduled onto a system, and then it it just goes. Um, mm-hmm. the, the likelihood of any member of staff actually noticing is real low now.
1: Yeah, now you have to go.
0: Used to be the projectionist was on it the whole time, right? Oh trying
1: yeah, trying to make sure it was played as well as possible. And now, if there's no one there at all, you have to complain. Yep. <coughs>
0: Modern, yeah, the modern weird. era doesn't always work out. I mean, I get it. It makes total sense, but there's no... Yeah, There's just... Yeah. There's just those those theatres are unmanned a lot of the time now. The only time they come in is at the end, right? To clean up.
4: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
0: But yeah.
1: The Signor. The Signor. I'll let you know if I see that. Martial arts Marvel. Mm. I like Awkwafina, basically. If she's in it, then I'm, I'm in pretty much. Sure. She's always good value. <laughs> good value.
0: <laughs> you
1: spent well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shall we switch to games, then? What's going no. on in the world of video
1: games? <laughs> Not much, as ever. No,
0: even though Gamescom happened... Uh, G- Gamescom... Uh, uh, Gamescom always confused me. Is there like two of those a year now or something? Or I is think it might just, be. Did, yeah, did we do one earlier in the year? It, it seems weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, it didn't seem like such a big event this time. Naturally, like it's not. There wasn't a physical presence. It was a digital only affair. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but Jeff Keighley ran a, ran a show. He did. He brought Opening Night Live back um, to do a thing. Um, which is, you know, I think he it does those shows right. I still think he presents those in the correct way um, for this sort of event. So uh, long may he continue doing that. Um, I don't think we've got anything else from him until TGAs at the end of the year. At this point, so there's that. Uh, So Mm -hmm. yeah, we've only only got a few things I picked out from this. Um, There were there were there was more than this, but um, not. A great deal caught my eye. Uh Saints Row is being rebooted in Mexico, it seems. Or at least sort of <laughs> Mexico themed ish. Like that or, I don't know, South America, South U South US? Southern US? I don't know. You That's know what, quite, You know what vibe yeah, I mean.
1: Tex Mex. Tex Mex Tex Mex, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay and um, but it's a full on reboot like it's, like there was no returning characters there's almost no returning themes at all like i'm not even sure i saw the sort of fleur de lis style logo <laughs> at all in this thing the
2: actual saints
0: yeah <clears throat> it's a uh, it's a little strange it's like uh, it's the kind of going for that comedy vibe but um and i thought it was an, an okay trailer and it's like yeah okay I can, maybe this is the right time to do a full on reboot um uh, but it does feel like there's something missing from it. Like, yeah, there was only a cinematic like trailer, but like, it did, didn't it didn't land with me anyway. Like, it's not like because I I I think Saints Row Three is a is a is a brilliant game, um, probably the best they've ever done, and it's yeah. um, yeah, this doesn't feel like that. But, like currently, I like you know, it's just a cinematic. So what what do you know? But it's just the the, the feel didn't seem there, um. I mean, Saints Row Row 3's got, like, a recent remaster, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. In in all its glory. But then, like, I'm not sure what that really added on top of the original if you were playing on PC. Like, I don't really know Mm -hmm. what the the remaster really did for you. Um, It might have updated the menus to 4K, I guess. (laughs) Maybe a texture here and there. But it wasn't, like, a, you know, it's not really old enough for a remaster to do a a great deal of work on. Hmm uh but this new one yeah
1: so but is it the same studio and everything or the same team or i
0: think it's still think volition it to... is it? no yeah. is it Volition? yeah it might be volition but I, I don't know if it's the same volition that it always used to be because yeah. i don't know, I don't yeah, know what course, happened yeah. after um thq yeah after thq and after yeah. the what was the last game they put out because they did saints row 4 then they did get out of hell and then they did was it the agency or something like that yeah yeah. the
2: weird like not quite Saints Row multiplayer but not really really, PVE
0: thing the the syndicate or something with that sort of name anyway yeah Um, uh, that didn't really land either so yeah like I said the reboot makes sense for them but they've got it like my brother had a bit of a problem where it sounded like he he felt they had uh, sort of modern youthed it up too much (laughs) <laughs> if that makes any sense because it's got like oh. cause I think he had a particular problem with one character and I should stress this not because he was black but c- <laughs> because he was very much sort of skinny hipster guy and it's like well yeah okay. I, I, I guess that's, that kind of makes sense that's what Saints Row does right they throw in stereotypes and they they just always have them Um, but it sort of felt and I kind of I can see where he's coming from. it kind of felt like yeah these are they're just stereotyping this up, like his <laughs> the, the gang they showed was just <laughs> like oh this is a this is where does kind of like mm.
3: sort,
0: I mean sort of that sort of like you know face tattoo style mexican ish gang kind of look to them, and it's, it's like, not a subtle is it like oh, no. like like
1: i mean the 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 uh, stereotypes portrayed as portrayed in Grand Theft Auto are not that subtle, and then Saints Row goes a step further than that, right? I guess that's the idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are they just. <laughs> they're supposed to just be making everything crazy as possible, and this.
1: <laughs> well, are they, though?
2: I mean, that's what I mean. It didn't feel like. It felt Saints like it was just stereotypes, like but not crazy. Saints Row 1 wasn't anything like Saints Row 3. <laughs> no, and, <laughs> to a true, less... yeah. and to a
0: lesser extent, you could argue, like, Saints Row 2, which I think has a remaster coming. Um, uh wasn't that either. It's still kind of no, trying to be it's still GTA. Yeah. G- it was when they started to lean into the comedy, I yeah. think, it was was Play, Saints by two. Free. Yeah. Oh no, no, two well, even two had a bit two, of it, two, two had comedic it, elements. Yeah. It didn't but... go
2: full ridiculousness like free did.
0: No. Burt Reynolds. there there's probably very few cutscenes in any game ever that are gonna top the Burt Reynolds scene in <laughs> In Saints Row Three, Saints the third. it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Saints Row, uh, mm-hmm. Halo Infinite got a little mention, and it was, I wouldn't say it was the best bit of talking there we did. It was pretty vague about what was going on, like just hey, the multiplayer is about. It's gonna there's gonna be seasonal stuff happening in multiplayer, which I guess makes sense for a free to play game. Whether that means it will have like, for the free to play game, there'll be like season passes or anything like that I like, don't really know um, but the main thing we got is a release date for both multiplayer and campaign um, of December the 8th so I guess the good news is that the campaign wasn't delayed again um, yeah but we still we haven't, haven't seen it really since that I don't the know bad since the bad reveal yeah. like we don't and there's still the rumors yeah. going around that
2: Co-op might not be in at launch.
0: Yeah, I think they've, they've they've said that their split screen will be in the thing, like which is something Halo Five didn't have at all. So you know, good. return to form there. But like, does that include full-on split screen multiplayer? Does that include proper split screen co-op, which is what Zach and I care about? Mm. I'm surprised they never actually tried to go back and patch Halo Five to put it in, right? Like, wait until it turns up in the Master Chief. Collection yeah, is it is it going to drift into Master Chief and they'll and they'll improve it in some way? Because Halo Five is a weird one, right? It's a, Halo Five is a game that's actually kind of built for co-op. Yeah, because it has characters essentially, yeah, and you're never really alone mm. in that game. You're you're always in a team. Then and, and yet it's the one that didn't include split screen. It's it's there's a lot of things about Halo Five that are pretty dumb. <laughs> At least on the single-player side. There's a lot of things about that game that are pretty dumb.
1: Let's see if Infinite can, can retri- retrieve some of that.
0: Yeah, they've got work All to do. Back. I'm yeah. not worried about their multiplayer. I'm sure their multiplayer will be fine. Because Halo 5 yeah. mean, is pretty great. So it's, and people like that technical preview stuff.
1: Exactly, I mean, like people, yeah. And we're impressed with the bots and everything, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but that's like free to play isn't it you yep. can, anyone
0: anyone can dip there. in I'm sure there'll be some like benefits to people that are either game passing it or own um, yeah. own it for real but yeah free to play um, I I think like Microsoft have been loosening their rules as in, in general about what like you don't need to have Xbox Live Gold I think to play free to play games anymore something like that yeah. Um, mm. So the the yeah the walls are the walls are coming down on free to play games on consoles, which could only be a good thing. Uh, I want to talk about briefly mention Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge because I think this look this this continues to look great every time they show stuff. <laughs> um, so it's um uh, it's a new brawler, two D side scrolling em up, um, made by the same team or at least what became of the team that did Scott Pilgrim versus the World the game. Mm. So they're returning to the to, to the format that was probably their best. Uh and it looks great. It looks it's look it just it's, it just looks right. It's like it's what you want from a from a from a 2D beat em up and uh, uh they were they were introducing April O'Neil as like um as as a playable character who literally can finish a, finish a combo by dropping a mic on you. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. Keep it going. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. I think there's cost for that one then.
0: Yeah. Uh, it looks how, pretty.
1: How far away is that?
0: I don't know, actually. Hmm. I don't know if they've mentioned an actual release for that. Cook it till it's ready. <laughs> I will wait. Hmm. Um, let's talk about... I okay, I, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's either... Dokev or Doki V or Dokebe. I don't, I don't know. Um, Dokebe. Uh, but I'm picking this out because it it stood out amongst the crowd because there wasn't a lot else being shown like it. It's a, it's a Korean-made... Which like, you can tell. Which you can tell. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely looks like it. Uh, K-pop-infused, uh, mm. hyper-real-lit...
3: I don't know about
2: hyper. I mean it's just like lit. like pho-
0: pho- yeah photorealistic but that little bit cleaner than photorealistic sort of look to it with like almost anime looking people in it kids in it uh but it's also a monster hunter game sort of we but also maybe a pokemon like game and everything is incredibly rainbow and ridiculous and like battle arenas have swirling clouds it's a, it's a it's a thing it, like it, Whoa, it okay. just it just looks out there, and I, I kind of dig it. It's like hmm. I don't know if it'll play well or any of that jazz. But in yeah. terms, of, in terms of just well, we raw look, it's got it's got something.
1: Cool. Who's to, who's
0: making this about Koreans? I guess the, <laughs> some uh,
2: company that we definitely don't it's, know. It's the, way, the
0: developer mm. behind um, Black Desert. Oh well, naturally. <laughs> You know, Korean okay. the, MMO. The one
2: Korean company that releases in the West, I it, guess. <laughs> pretty much, yeah.
0: The big, the big Korean MMORPG RPG maker. Um, what are they called? Black Pearl Abyss or something like that. Um, Sounds about right. Something like that. Um But yeah, they're they're the developer behind this. I guess. I guess Black Desert can't keep them alive forever, <laughs> so they had to make something else. Um But yeah, just just check out that trailer. It's it's a it's a it's a bag of craziness. Um I wouldn't say it's the best put together trailer in no. the world but um uh yeah it's, it's it's just just look at it just look at it um marvel's midnight suns normally wouldn't gather any attention at all from me but hey it's being made by Firaxis the XCOM guys and oh. uh
1: civilization <laughs> yeah. yeah uh
0: they well, it, it, there's the there's a feeling that it might be this might this might be the good Marvel game. <laughs> well, so
1: what are, is Midnight Suns in in the Marvel comic?
0: You know, I actually really don't know. It's probably another one of those like sort of like underdog hero clans kind of thing. Get like not the Avengers, but we need some right, other team up. Anti heroes. Yeah, But it's got, like, Doctor Strange in it, and it's got, like, Captain Marvel oh, in it. Okay. And,
2: <laughs> and Wolverine and Iron Man. They're uh, not exactly not the adventures. No,
0: but then oh, and, but then you've got Ghost Rider in the mix as well, and a few... Um, I can't really think. But, yeah, a couple of other, like, sort of... It's, I suppose it's interesting that, like, Wolverine's there at all. Like, cause it's not an MCU product. I guess Marvel are allowed to do that. Yeah, but.
4: yes.
1: But do they... Yeah, and are they... As usual, are the um, depictions of the heroes from the MCU like inspired no. by the MCU versions?
0: So uh, like I mean, maybe versions. a little, but I think they're they're drifting a little from it, which is fine. Yeah. If they were to like which lean good, into the yeah. comic book look, that's fine. I'd, I'd be happy yeah, with definitely. That. Or you know, yeah. even the sort of Marvel versus Capcom three kind of look <laughs> that would be fine. So what? How?
1: Yeah. I mean, XCOM's probably their most accessible in some ways. Like, isn't it for access? Like, what's, what do they do that's, I'm trying to think what's going to be, presumably it'll be, you know, not stripped down compared to something like XCOM. It'll be a simplified
2: XCOM again. Yeah,
1: but it it looks like the last XCOM they made was kind of simplified, wasn't it? From that weird, from the brief one.
0: actual bit of gameplay we've looked at, it's like, it looked like they've done away with the sort of grid system. It looks like it might be freeform, but then it also looks like the combat might just be combat arenas rather than like more involved, mission-y I mean, looking not, things. It's, it's obviously
2: not going to be nearly as tactical, tactical because, you know, you're superheroes. There's no, You no, don't have any superheroes home behind cover. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've like said maybe exactly. you do. Maybe there's the odd human thrown in every now and then. <laughs> well, where, sure. But,
2: but even then that won't be like...
0: Like Hawkeye or something turns up, who, who is actually a bit vulnerable. <laughs>
2: I feel like even in those cases, it would just be, like, dodging. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. Yeah, they just dodge it. They have Nathan Drake's luck system. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the, the gameplay trailer wasn't exactly helpful either. Because it didn't, <laughs> it
2: didn't include virtually any gameplay. <laughs> yeah, it didn't show a naturally. lot of it.
0: They were trying to explain the systems, which is probably maybe a decent approach to trying to talk Don't about They were trying game. to
2: explain the systems, though. It seemed like they were trying to explain all the... They, it was like in XCOM, they were trying to explain the base, basically. It was like, mm. like... They weren't really focusing much on the actual systems of the gameplay. It was all this other, like, oh, here's a new game. Be friends with the heroes. Yeah. You know, and level up skills and make were, your character.
0: <laughs> they were trying to say that, 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 that the, the Abbey... Um as that has like many hours of exploration as well and in it and things like that, and it's like well okay is this is this a meta game or is this just another part of the game? It probably can't be much meta in this right is it or is it, or is it fire embleming some some of the relationships between characters or probably. they're also making a bit of a deal over the fact this is the first Marvel game that has a customizable hero because Marvel don't do that no so the make your own the make your own hero thing is kind of new um Mm. within the environment but you know who cares that doesn't really matter i mean i guess it's a first but does that really matter does anyone really care is that a selling point i'm not sure it is (laughs) Uh, maybe if it was
2: actually cool but who knows how cool they'll manage to be (laughs) because it's like i you know times in the past where people have tried to like make superhero character creators it's like
0: are you thinking like city of heroes or something like that (laughs) well
2: yeah something like that or freedom force oh right (laughs) it's just like you have to there's there's a weird like you're always going to have certain limits but then you're just like you come down to these weird archetypes where it's just like are you going to be a superman-esque character yeah are you going to be an iron man-esque character (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're going to be someone like that, just with a Doctor Strange's beard. Yeah. <laughs> you see that Spider-Man trailer for the for the new one? Uh, I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: with, with, Do- with Doctor Strange is in it. Yeah, the sort of start of the multiverse setup. Did sort you, of thing. Did you
1: see the
2: fake trailer that came out slightly before that, that everyone lost their shit about? It's <laughs> like, oh, that's not actually the trailer.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> see that.
2: What was in the fake trailer? I don't know. I don't all, I, all I know is that people were like actually kind of pissed at the real trailer when it didn't have all the cool shit that was in the fake trailer. Well, <laughs> was was right. it like a
0: fan-made trailer? I don't know what the actual
2: the... how that actually went down.
0: W- weird multiverse trailer. Like maybe there's many versions of the film. and You don't know which one you're watching.
2: Mm. Goes goes back to the, like the fake Smash Brother reveals where it's like they were way cooler <laughs> than the actual ones. <laughs>
0: Oh, the actual ones are kind of cool.
2: Well, sure, but I, I mean, in that one specific instance I was talking about, like the the December one, the the Grinch the Grinch leak or whatever, where it's like, those <laughs> right. characters were way cooler
1: than Incineroar and Ken.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so apparently they've, well, it makes sense, but all of these Marvel ones for this phase are setting up this multiverse stuff, but of course they have to be released in order, and now that mm-hmm. includes all the TV shows like Loki that's and it's all controlled by disney but it isn't because the spider-man release is controlled by sony Mm.
4: uh
1: and they might delay it because of covid and stuff like that and it just mucks up (laughs) everything because then they can't release the the story yeah yeah so it's kind of a they're in a kind of an interesting situation would
0: sony do that well that's an interesting question isn't it like because it they're probably making more money off having the relationship with Disney right now than if they weren't. Yeah, you think, think so? Yeah. So it's um, but, well, probably. Know, Marv, I mean, it's
2: not like probably Disney wouldn't have a problem with just like getting Spider-Man back out again. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> yeah, we but- made this deal to get him back in here, but if you're going to piss us around, get him back out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they wouldn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. In fairness, well, obviously, but. But yeah, you're, you're probably right. Disney probably wouldn't care. <laughs> And Spider-Man fans are probably going to get something along the line, down the line anyway. Well, presumably there'll be some kind of... Because after they've introduced the whole multiverse um, thing, Sony could just make a nervous Spider-Man. Yeah,
1: they sure could. <laughs> well, they've already done it like t- th- twice yeah. themselves before the third time. And they've got the um, multiverse. Oh, what's it called? Into the mul- into the Multiverse. Mm. Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. yeah, The animated one. Indeed. So there'll be there'll be another animated one, presumably. That was a massive success.
0: Miles Morales feel, come, reveal coming to MCU soon? They have to do yeah. it, right? Well, eventually. They have to do it.
1: Yeah. Eventually, there'll be Miles Morales in MCU, yeah.
0: Uh, Marvel. Uh, and the only other thing I wanted to mention was the gunk, just because... Hey, that thing still exists, and you're still sucking up gunk, we still haven't seen a lot of it. And apparently that thing's out in December.
1: And you'll be sucking up all the gunk. Yep.
0: Vacuum up all the glib. That's, <laughs> you know, it's notable to us because it's by the, uh, what, what do you call it, Steamwork? Steamworld? Steamworld, that's it. Steamworld team, which is obviously <laughs> Zach, Zach enjoyed.
2: Well, those games, yes. But as we said at the time when they first revealed like, this, it's like this doesn't seem to be linked to the Steam World universe in any way. No. Nope. Unless it is. Unless it is. But, yeah. you know,
0: Steam it's World. It's also not,
2: not really the same type of game <laughs>
0: no No, no, no. It's very much um, bigger scope. Well, maybe. I mean, 3D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
4: that's
0: kind of it, honestly. Uh, I mean, it's not it in the news in general, but there's stuff going on with Twitch that I don't fully really understand, so I can't probably comment on that. It's not it's
2: <laughs> there's all kinds of bullshit mm-hmm. going on with Twitch as always. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm not following it closely enough to really uh, weigh in here. Do you end up watching much Twitch? Basically, no. Not not I did. No, I, I no went hasn't. through a phase of it, but um, not so much. If I'm gonna watch some like gameplay, I'll like I don't tend to go to Twitch for it anymore. I just watch a mm. watch a nice watch a nice video. <laughs> such as those from Happy Sellers.
1: Indeed. Check out our YouTube channel for, for all of those.
0: Shameless plug. Uh but no, seriously, that's that's sort of all I do. Like I'll check out the, uh yeah. Like a, or like a giant bomb quick look or something like that or yeah or watch a review from Easy Allies or that's 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 my type of consumption. I'm a traditionalist. Yeah, how about you, Zach? You
1: watch any Twitch? Not really. I
0: mean,
2: there was at no. least there was about one person that I would have even bothered, and it's just like obviously the problem with Twitch is you know not on the <laughs> It's all live, mm. especially now when they're yeah. literally
0: all live because they can't even have... Because they got rid of that feature, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Can you not play stuff back? No. You, you used to be able to make... Well, you can sort of clip well, a show, yeah, you but, can make clips. but even yeah. those are temporary, right? Yeah. They, don't, they don't live forever. Yeah, um, It's all temporary,
2: any, even the ones that are left. But there was about one person that I would have cared to, but then he started uploading to YouTube anyway, so I was just like, well, <laughs> problem solved. <yeah.
0: laughs> and there's a bit of a... Exodus, isn't there? Some of the some of the biggest streamers moving to YouTube gaming of well, all mean, they'd and all things. There'd always been like, oh this,
2: really? Well, There'd always been like the suspicion that that might happen eventually, but you know that's the same problem with all of the platforms, where it's like they're all constantly on the edge of fucking up.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and the market is so like it has the problem. Well, it's, I, I don't know if it's a problem or not. Really, I haven't, I've never really decided. The, the whole you both YouTube and Twitch and any of these sort of long lines have these sort of the 1% skew, right? Where the, all the money is in the 1% of creators, yeah, or maybe even less than that, it's probably 0. 0.00001. Yeah, um, uh, so but they have the power, and they, I don't know if it's just me, but like the, these top streamers always seem to just be like, I'm following the money wherever that is, and yeah, it's in, like, in, there's, like, there's a and I, again, this is going to come out more derogatory than I mean it, but there, there feels like a sort of a greed to to the streamer land, right? Like, even if you're one of the biggest streamers, they just always seem to go. The money's over here. There's more money over here, so I'm going here. Yeah,
2: but I don't know if they mm. do exactly for that for streamers specifically, because it's also much based on you know direct donations and whatnot. It's not like ad revenue. It's sure. coming off The service. Yeah, like what's it? It's tw- just. And- it's more than like. The there's features, somehow I guess, of Twitch are just like so integrated with people's workflow almost for streamers at this point. To a point,
0: point. and then, then there's Twitch Prime, which, sure, which is into a, it all as yeah. well, which I don't really understand. Fully. Which is just
2: like another layer of the donation economy, essentially. Yeah. But I don't think they're necessarily worried about that kind of money, like what platform they're on, so long as they can still get donations in a reasonably convenient way. <laughs>
0: Which, in I guess, in YouTube's case, it's not via YouTube, right? They'd probably do it through Patreon or well, something. Well, YouTube or... still
2: has like super chats, which is their super Chats? You, you donate money to basically like have your chat message highlighted. Is the way it works on the oh, wow. YouTube's thing. Okay, so that yeah. that is their effective donation system. So they do have one. It's not quite as you know fully featured as all the Twitch prime and all i the thought twitch bits had like, all that
0: stuff i thought twitch had literally like you could had their own sort of patreon-esque system where you could be a subscriber like a paying yeah, subscriber. You do have,
2: they do have like subscription tiers and stuff like that so yeah two twitch-
0: specific people not just to, to yeah, twitch to, to-
2: but so Basically, Twitch has the features, which is why it was the most popular one (laughs) Mm. and why YouTube gaming didn't
0: immediately take over. Which is a slightly strange argument given that Mixer had all the features and then some and it still didn't take off as much as Twitch. Well, I mean,
2: that was the Mixer situation was very weird because like it seemed like it was working well enough and then Microsoft just sort of gave up. Sort of gave up, yeah. (laughs) So that may not have been anything to do with like.
0: It was a very Google-like move. Yeah, felt, didn't it? It like. Ah, oh, this isn't working as well as we hoped. We're just just gonna can it. No, and, mean, well, and then, which is weird because they then tried to push everyone at Facebook Gaming, which still isn't really a thing. <laughs>
2: yes, that was just a weird like. I don't know what they were thinking with that move.
0: I mean, because they sort of work with Facebook quite. Sure, closely. but it wasn't it
2: <laughs> like it was their own personal thing, and you would have thought that be yeah. the, that would be the way to skim the money off of it. <laughs>
0: I mean, maybe they had some, some deal with Facebook where it's like, we can't really have a competing product with you. Maybe.
2: But everyone says that Mixer was the probably the best competitor to, to Twitch there's ever been.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, they're, they're not wrong. I, I'd kind of agree with that. And the interface, on even if you were watching on Xbox, was pretty neat. Yeah. The way you could move around it and interact with it was, was I mean, pretty supposedly
2: cool. Supposedly, the Mixer back end was pretty good for like just quickly... Like, a lot of stuff that you sort of have to do outside of Twitch to make
0: things on Twitch look as good as people have nowadays it was just sort of built into Mixer. Right. It did mildly annoy me that when... I mean, maybe this was why Microsoft pulled the plug to a certain extent, because they they pushed it very heavily on the Xbox Dash. Right. Right. So you only had to move, like, a tab, and then you'd be, like, filled with, like, here's what's going on on Xbox, and it would just be filled with streamers. Yeah. Um. All from Mixer. And it's like, it's, it perhaps bloated that if you were like me and didn't really care all that much. It's like, yeah, great, mixer exists, fine. Mm-hmm. Like push it I'd not interested in that at all. I just I wanted to get to the games more than I do the inter- interaction. I don't think that's a reason it's... to kill it. No, <laughs> that's no, 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 a, no. That's
2: just a classic Xbox UI problem. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and I think it was that was a flawed approach and it was a bit floody. Um but hey, Xbox have it has a history of experimenting with social stuff in this way, so it's yeah. like it wasn't particularly uh, unwelcomes too strong but it wasn't
2: it, it, it wasn't that annoying it was just there but it does kind of we've definitely been heading towards a point where it's just like if if Twitch is going to fail it's going to fail around now because we've already had you know we've had the whole copyrighted music situation that made them have to delete all the, the video on demand stuff so mm-hmm. now you can only clip and now you don't have that so everyone's uploading to YouTube and now you've got all this other shit that's going on with like weird business deals and people suing twitch and <laughs> yeah, don't know what's who knows yeah. what's actually going on yeah but as you know the classic problem there's nowhere comparable again still
0: mm. a lot of the big tournaments still show up on twitch right if you're into watching your esports it's yeah. kind of the place to go for them um yeah it's no real it is tricky there's no there's no real competition to like yeah, and Mixer was the closest we've ever gotten, and uh, YouTube Gaming probably isn't going to be there just yet, but I guess if Google throw money at it, then... Yes, but then no, no, it's Google, that's the yeah. classic problem. They might they the... Don't, In they... fairness, YouTube Gaming has been around for a very long time at this point. Like, True, it, it, but that's It's it, not... like their, their foray into this was pretty early. But I wouldn't have
2: said that it's like... YouTube Gaming doesn't even feel like it deserves to be called YouTube gaming. It's just like it's a feature on YouTube. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. it's not a separate product or anything in the way that Google would usually mm. make like a separate thing. Sure. That then they can later kill. <laughs> it's just it's just part of YouTube.
0: I don't have the time
2: to watch these sorts of streams, right? Well, it's sure. like, That's the other reason to just watch the ones that get uploaded to YouTube because then you can just skip through <laughs> skip some of the parts that look interesting.
0: I mean, I'm not even. Or uh, we'll
2: wait for the clips to get uploaded.
0: I mean, I, I get it. Like, there's plenty of like re- relaxation streams, or like the famous like "This is my back garden, come watch the birds" type things. Like, <laughs> sure. Like there were the people like. But those, like, those aren't allowed on Twitch. Well, th- some of those are. Like, are some, like the fishing streams and stuff are still still are and things like that. And the in the wildlife channels kind of are. Um, but Twitch are starting to clamp down on gambling channels a bit sure. because. There's plenty of people that just, like, go to an online casino, right, and yeah. just stream them, spending ridiculous amounts of money on that. I guess it's the same thing as, like, a loop, almost the same as a loot box opening spree. Yep,
4: pretty much. Um,
0: but the, now it's real gambling, <laughs> not just maybe gambling. It's real gambling. Uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. I, I, I don't have the time for that. If I've got time on my hands, I tend to watch like maybe half an hour of a video, maybe two if I'm into an anime that I'm watching at the time for lunch. <laughs> and yeah, that's about lunch, it. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then as soon as I've got time to actually do stuff, I'll do stuff. Like play the games. Yeah.
1: And that's us I was trying to work out. I was a bit confused about uh dunkey's streaming of the kanye west album fake St- he did that on his twitch stream uh but then like a, like he did it as a joke obviously like um before the album was released donder right the new kanye west album no I um, <laughs> uh, it's just it's just come out and that you know he's been doing weird listening parties and then um uh Kim Kardashian came to one of them in a big wedding dress, even though they're getting divorced or something. And, okay. Uh, yeah, and, like, Marilyn Manson is there, even though he's been accused of all this awful awful stuff. Okay. Sort of, you know, standard Kanye West. Anyway, um... When Dunkey was streaming on Twitch, like, uh, a, a made-up, like, he's, oh, I stole the, I'm going to leak Donda, the, the new album, and then he just played a bunch of, like, weird sounds and, like, children's uh, music or whatever, as the tracks. But then, <laughs> which was kind of funny, and it was like, oh, yeah, this is genius. Uh,
0: but then... Did, did he I'm have a section sure... where he just, was actually just him saying poop dee scoop dee whoop for, <laughs> for a while? Well, that's just it. It's like the poop scoop
1: thing, because uh a little one of the like meme children's animation i think songs that Dunky used a clip of that ended up on the actual album oh really and play yes i think so like two seconds of it or something oh my god and i'm not sure if it was kanye himself i mean kanye produced that obviously it's his album yeah yeah but someone in his crew was was watching donkey's twitch stream or something and like it was played at in like in full that that stupid, kapoja, kapoja, or whatever it is, right, yeah. at um at um at one of the listening parties, and it's like, what is this? Did this did Dunkey's joke really make it onto a Kanye West album? Like or, what? Or, or, or
2: was <laughs> just like that a meme that Kanye liked because it's not. Oh, maybe
1: yeah, yeah, it's an old meme, so uh, yeah, weird. Yeah, so Twitch, yeah because i don't remember that meme originally personally yeah well well, i
2: mean i definitely i was aware of it but it wasn't like one that i knew exactly
0: it wasn't it it wasn't that dank
2: (laughs) (laughs) it was i mean supposedly it was was fairly dank but i don't think it, it was just like it was one of those ones that was like really popular but like not like
0: not in your circle
2: yeah or not like Publicly popular? I don't know. Underground. Underground. The Dankers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't aware of it at all. No, I'm still not aware of it. Really. It <laughs> Even if you say, may, like, yeah.
1: Maybe Yay just likes Dank memes, and he just decided to stick some of that one on. Mm.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that is that how we shorten it now? Just Yay. That's how he's. <laughs> oh God. He's
1: trying. He's trying to change his name to.
0: Yeah, just yay or, or
1: yay, <laughs> now, yay we, now we, now yay, we yay, can yay.
0: play the children noise over and over again
1: <laughs> i mean yay is a really old one isn't it like yeezus <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> right uh, um he named one of his albums yeezus uh, mm. yeah i can't remember what he, he wants to be these days snoop lion <laughs>
0: <laughs> snoop, snoop lion <laughs> yeah exactly yay lion <laughs> It anyway. can, can be Yay uh, Rhino.
1: <laughs> so what games have you been playing? Goon Rob, Rob what have you been up to? What
0: have I been playing? Ah <sighs> right, where do we i I'm trying to right where, it's been a while, where did we get to? Um You finished Horizon. I did finish <laughs> Horizon. Yeah, right. yeah, that happened. You've We've been playing something else now, hopefully. We're playing two other something else's. At least two other something else. And so this is where I get I get a little bit forgetful. Um, I played me some 12 minutes. Okay. The oh, right. pointing well, what I guess can only be described as a point and click adventure game about a time loop uh, came out like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I started playing it as soon as it came out. Um, uh, featuring performances by. <gasps> James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and everyone's favorite Willem Dafoe. Oh, that's um, pretty strong. Yeah, pretty strong. And they they do a good job, uh, has to be said in 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 the game. It's, it's not, there's, no. I mean, there's a little bit of ham because it's got Willem Dafoe, but it's uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's 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 my kind of ham. It's smoked. It's uh, yeah. So it's a it's a time loop point and click adventure. It's pretty traditional in that sense, in that like you you're literally like pointing at the ground to say move my character here and like point on an object to pick it up or you can go into your inventory and put object on top of objects to combine them um wow and things yeah it's it's pretty classic in that regard it's 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 hook is that it's a real time loop so the, the <laughs> unlike the title the loop lasts about 10 minutes or shorter depending on what happens um or longer in some cases um uh and it's you it's about your character you you play the play the man the the husband uh, uh l- they go for a slightly they go for a traumatic experience on the first loop it's supposed to be like a like a nice a nice date night effectively they have they have dessert at the table and there's you mu- know romantic music playing on the radio and uh then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and uh someone claiming to be the police turns up Asking about, uh, uh, you know, accuse, accusing the wife of her dad of her dad's murder, and asking where the watch is, and uh, and then proceeds to basically murder you to get the information out of her. But you die like just before she reveals it, and then it's like, and so start, and then it loop, and then it loops, and so starts your trauma, I guess, <laughs> of like trying to manipulate the situation to learn more, figure out what's going on, and ultimately try and break out of the loop. Um, which is fine so in if premise. if you do
1: nothing, does it does it sort of continue as the first loop? If you, if
0: I mean, you can, you, can you can actually continue. sort of do nothing, but then like nothing happens, right? Like you just right, you yeah. Just, the characters just hang out until the cop turns up, um, who always right, turns yeah, up at okay. the same time, um, right? In the loop. Um, but yeah the more the more loops you do the more you can the more conversation trees to go down the more you interact with the environment the more you start messing with what's going on and the more you learn and then the more you learn the more you uh the more that unlocks conversation trees and options for the next time round, um and things like that so you're you're building up your list of possibilities um uh to to let you do more more things and it's uh it's generally i had a i mean i'll say at first i had i've had a pretty good time with it um uh in the you know there was there was a there was definitely a period of time especially when the loops were quite short at first where i'm sort of you know dying pretty early i guess um or mm. uh or i'm not succeeding in in a decent way or causing a loop where it's like yeah this is fine i'm 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 creating enough different scenarios to keep moving forward i'm still learning i'm still i'm expanding my arsenal I guess pretty quickly but then it runs into the point and click game problem eventually you get stuck you run out of ideas and it's just like yeah. okay what obtuse situation does the game want me to do in order to progress uh,
1: but the clock is ticking all the time
0: as well. And the clo- yeah but the clock is ticking and it loops so if you miss your opportunity or you miss your window you balls it up you're going to have to loop it and do it again and that's and that's where some you know it sort of instead of solving the problem of like make of a a, a, a a puzzle in a point and click adventure kind of just exaggerates it right because you're having right, to go I through like the it, loop yeah. again to get to the point where you want to do something different and so you perhaps gonna have to go through the setup again you're gonna have to hear the dialogue again you're gonna have to um, yeah it's and it it's a problem. Because I'm stuck again where I am right now, and I haven't touched that game in about a week and a half. Like I played oh, it quite okay. solidly for for a, a few good few stints right at the start because I was intrigued, and the story got juicy, and what was happening it goes it it goes some places with your character's backstories and things, and it's uh and all that was real interesting. Like, and I'm just sort of actually not enjoying the puzzle part of the game because <laughs> now I don't know what to do. And it's just like I don't wanna to have to go through the loop a billion times um to figure out what to do, so you know I'm probably gonna look at a guide at this point and be and try not to spoil right. myself on the actual narrative bit, which I'm sure is gonna be real difficult mm. um
1: but otherwise ha what are you gonna there's no way forward is there? it's
0: just no loop and, and until i until way. I figure out what the trick <clears throat> is, it's like I'm just playing out the loop in the various different ways it can it sounds like it's, it needs
2: like one of those. A kind of a hint system that would show you like a timeline and then have like little highlights and places where things
0: could happen differently or yeah, something yeah so it does it does have some hinting but it's like it's really like subtle like really subtle so like they all gray out i think bits of conversation that you've generally exhausted right or like there's no route of interest here anymore um and but, it, but there's plenty where that that seems to stay lit up even though it feels like i've exhausted their route and it's like okay maybe there's something that i can do with that later like maybe there's a bit of information i don't have right now that means that that tree isn't complete mm. um so the, but that so that's not always clear whether that's useful or not um there's also sometimes where if you like if you do something new um at the end of the loop your character might say something as they come out of that loop um but this isn't logged anywhere or anything. So if you miss what he's been said, what, 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 what he says as you come out of the loop, um, you might not have much of an idea about what to do next. Mm. Um, cause I, I, if you do that same loop again, he won't say that same quote again. He'll only say it Mm. upon, uh, his, as the character's realization that there may be more to it, if you see what I mean. So it's, and they're not, they're not always super helpful. Like, I don't know, like I said, like the where I'm at right now, there wasn't a hint. Well, there wasn't anything like that because it was, because of the last thing I did was fairly dramatic. He had a reaction to that rather than a, aha, I wonder if I do this kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I, like, I need, I need some help and the game's like, got no way of giving it to me as far as I can tell. Um, there's, clearly some secrets in that thing because the achievements are all kind of like not obvious you don't seem to get achievements for progress you get achievements for doing like the only achievement i got is for watering a plant and i think there's another achievement related to something to do with watering this plant which i'm pretty sure is like unrelated to the rest of the story (laughs) and there's a there's a few other uh most of the achievements all seem to be listed like that apart from maybe one for actually finishing the game and i hear there's multiple endings to that thing um uh, some of which are dial and ending some of which are you can break out of the loop early in some way um, but I haven't encountered any of them yet um, so yeah I don't know I, I honestly don't know I think it might be like slightly less of a hassle or to have actually played it on PC and playing it on Xbox like so you're doing the pointing and clicking with a controller which is probably not ideal whereas you know mm-hmm. on a on a PC you just have a mouse which would probably be better um, and as I say, uh, I don't think the, the performances are bad, you're just hearing them quite a lot in, if you're going through a loop several times, which is a shame um, it has that sort of slightly frustrating thing where I th- you can be ahead of your character sometimes and because but because the character in the game hasn't figured out what you as the player has figured out, you don't necessarily have the conversation option available to you yet until you've done something yeah. else um that hasn't happened very much get- in fairness but it's happened a couple times where it's just like i know what's going on how do i make you know what's going on right because you need to kind of demonstrate it so in somehow it yeah up. but yeah. that solution might not always be super obvious um yeah. uh yeah so it's i'd say i'd say it's a uh a valiant attempt at breathing some life yeah. into into the genre, which is like you don't see all that often. Um,
1: yeah, bravo for trying. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't say it's bad. I wouldn't necessarily say it's badly done. Not at all. It's just mm. that it it just it just falls into some of the holes that make the genre irritating. The classics, yeah. Because yeah. I've sort it sort of got me thinking about how many point and click adventures games have I played versus how many have I finished, <laughs> and it's like I've probably only finished Grim Fandango. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and even that one was quite streamlined compared to. Yeah, you know, you could. There was no combining objects in Grim Fandango. No, well, I guess uh, there was, but you had to like. You had to like put the object. There was only like one puzzle where you combined an object, I think, and you had to put one object down into the environment and then put the other one on top of it. Oh in yeah, the yeah. Environment.
0: Yeah, there was no like <laughs> yeah. like mixing of your in, like because it only let you see no. one object at a time in your inventory because yeah, the way that was stylized. It like it's. Yeah. And and I do remember getting stuck with Grim Fandango when I played it as a oh, yeah. you know when we first played it when it first came out um but you know when I yeah. revisited it with the remastered version it was a uh, uh yeah I didn't find it nearly as troublesome um but you know there was always a bit in Sam and Max Hit the Road as much as I loved that game there was always a bit I got stuck at and never found out yeah. never figured out the solution um I think I played one of the LucasArts Indiana Jones games back in the day and never got very far with that um, don't think i've ever played a monkey island properly that's a bit of a hole um,
1: that had some good remasters i think i think i played that on the on the phone on the iphone like
0: the oh yeah island. and it had that um the xbox version had the whole future and past look toggle thing mm. so you could play it in pixel yeah, mode yeah. or play it in fully redone toggle, yeah but yeah 12 minutes like it's all right it's all right give it you might as well give it a go maybe it'll click with you better than it has with me but but well, well done for getting that voice work that's that's what i'm saying it's good voice work top talent
4: yeah
0: i think you can tell you can, I mean, you can always tell when it's Willem Dafoe, right? He's got kind of an unavoidable yeah. style to his voice. But, uh, like, like Daisy Daisy Ridley, is, you can tell a bit as well. But James McAvoy, like, if, if you hadn't told me, like, I wouldn't have pegged it with him. Like, mm. his, his accent doesn't sound like his normal self, I guess. Or maybe it's just the way it's been mic'd up or something like that. I don't know. It's like, it's... It's good. Uh, so let's move on to something else. Let's talk about the bit, uh, what is the biggest thing I've been playing Psychonauts 2. Oh, yay. Because <laughs> it's finally out. On Game Pass, I guess. On Game Pass, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, celebrating, what, 20 years of Double Fine? I think it said in the intro. Um, wow. And uh, good news, everyone. It's good. Hooray. It's enjoyable and it's like it's enjoyable in a very throwback kind of way it pretty much is the first game and that's that's fine i'm totally okay with that it's like it doesn't necessarily break the mold at all and uh it, that's that's okay that's that's great in fact it's like they've got because it's been so long <laughs> i think since mm. the first game you come into this one and because it isn't really hugely different in terms of structure in terms of how it plays and like definitely not different in terms of style just you know sharpened up for the modern era it's uh it's it feels fresh again because like i was sort of thinking to myself it's like who makes a game like this now yeah exactly no one it's super rare and it's oh they exist there's plenty of free there are like indie 3d platformers about and things like that but like no one goes to this much effort for a platformer anymore unless it's like friggin Mario i'm and I'm not even counting Sonic in that like it, Sonic doesn't go to this level of effort um oh because you know it's the the all the writing is is pretty great it's the the same sort of style as they had before they haven't tried to modernize it like and put like too many like. Brand new references into it; it keeps its own timeline. It happens days after the first game takes place, so it, I guess it would be cr- a bit a bit dumb if they tried to suddenly make everyone talk like twenty first century <laughs> kids. Um, so it's, it's still got that Nickelodeon vibe to it, and it's um, I am mm. uh, having a great time of it, honestly. Like it's a it's a hard game to knock. Um, like, okay, it's got its like rough edges here and there, like. Pr- as much as you might uh malign the invisible wall in the environment. There's probably a couple of places where it could have benefited from a few invisible walls to stop me getting into oh, some really? holes. Um, <laughs> oh, no. um but I eventually found my way out all. Well, it's not like I got stuck there, it's not horizon. Um but I uh I, I did manage to, to to probably end up in places I wasn't supposed to be a couple times. Um just by you know testing the edges of an, of, of the environment to see where I could get to um and there's plenty of stuff like uh it, it's got i mean it's an interesting structure because it throws you into like a main level and then you go to like a hub world but the hub world's a bit restricted at first so then you go to another level and then and then you get pretty much the the entire hub world is opened up to you and the hub world is pretty big and it's mm. so it, and that's very similar to the to the structure of the of the first game um very original yeah yeah so you can you can spend quite a while just faffing around in the hub world once you unlock it just just travelling around just seeing what's about seeing what's there uh probably getting ahead in some ways but then then you'll fall into the trap that like there are side quests and things to do in the hub world and story things to do in the hub world and you're like yeah I know I've been there I've done that <laughs> kind of thing is like they said oh you should go to the there's, a, there's an area called the questionable area and it's like it's like yeah i know where that is <laughs> i've been there i've been
1: there i've seen that on my yeah, it's like yeah. oh
0: maybe it's maybe it's through this through this abandoned mine. and i'm like you you know it is we, we we've done we've done this <laughs> mm. That they perhaps should have been some and, and as a result it ends up there ends up feeling like there's a few little plot holes a few little um incongruent kind of kind of things where it's like oh there's a uh, early on in the game it becomes apparent that there may be a mole in Psychonauts HQ and it's like so they put the base on lockdown and then and then for some reason just because it's suddenly not and you're like but we haven't solved this like or anything why am, why am i allowed outside you made such a big deal of it being on lockdown and now i'm like seconds ago i talked to you about this and it's like i need to go outside for a thing and they're like no the base is on lockdown and then something Completely unrelated, happens story-wise, and it's like, well, now you are allowed outside. Well, and it's like, wow, well, and I just, what, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> but you know, video games, it's like they needed a reason to keep you in, I guess.
1: But then they don't have a but then, reason enough to lift it, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean that's still a plot point. I don't, I haven't got to the point where I've figured out what any of that is or anything like that, or if it's important or not. But they just sort of decided it's not important at some point. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. Hmm. I haven't yet encountered the milkman. <laughs> he, he he hasn't delivered the milk. He's got to be in there though, right? He's got to be in there somewhere. I mean, yeah, famous. Um, um yeah, how, I have absolutely, the... absolutely no idea how far through this thing I am as well, because it doesn't it hasn't necessarily given me a. Particularly great sense of progression at the moment because it's just so much faff in the well, not faff, like it's, it's 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 entertaining. It's not faff in a bad sense. Like there's so much stuff I've just been doing in the hub. the hub, well, yeah. And as I said, I've only really played two of the main levels so far. One of which is a throwback to some of the themes from the fir- the first level is basically a throwback to some of the themes from the first game, and uh whereas the second one has been basically a casino in someone's brain which is great <laughs> <laughs> cool if you imagine a casino mixed with being a, fe- a sort of doctor in a former life it was a uh, there's some some interesting mashups going Ooh. on there yeah yeah i can imagine uh i'm i'm having a really good time with it it's great so, thank heavens me- it came back
1: mechanics themselves like uh i mean the drift oil the awesome stuff I mean, they feel
0: like like they feel like how, if you've played Psychonauts one, you know exactly what you're getting yeah, into. Yeah. They haven't they haven't okay, really changed how any of that feels um, cool. Cool. at okay. all. Um, so it's a bit like if you if you want some specifics, it's a very floaty jump. Yeah, floaty. The, yeah. In that you, you gain height quickly, but then you sort of hover at peak height for a while and then fall. It's uh, yeah. um, sort of sort of strange, and you have a double jump, and uh, you get a brief levitation to hover a bit further um fairly early in the game and uh and there are, i'm hoping there's, there must be ways of extending your jump because i'm sure there are jumps i can't make yet and yet i mm. haven't found another way to make them um so i guess there must be some other extension technique i haven't got yet um but yeah generally it's like it's what, you can still levit you can still roll around on the ball like you could in the first game to get around places faster um Mm -hmm. sort of like a bumper ball i guess a bit like that that mario party mini game you know you're rolling around it um, with with a bit of momentum um Mm. so you can use that to your advantage to get up some speed and make some bigger jumps if there's um where the area but you can't use your double jump if you're doing it that way and things like that it's like there's there's always a trade-off um uh it's got i think the combat has been mildly improved a touch. Like it doesn't that doesn't feel quite as clunky as maybe it did before. It's a little bit cleaner where the hit zones are and things like that. And you've got a dodge roll, which I'm not sure you did in the first game. Um I can't remember it anyway. Um but yeah you can properly dodge out of the way of incoming attacks, or you can grab something out of the air using telekinesis and throw it back at things. Um I've already encountered like specific combat arenas. That that you can go into in like side missions and things like that, and it's like, yeah, you know, these aren't <laughs> the combat's good enough. We don't feel like this is this is a chore to do.
1: Yeah, get me to the rest of the content. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, that's good. So yeah, I'm I'm very positive on this thing so far. It is um, consistently Brilliant. funny, um, in both like writing and and some slapstick here and there. It's um, yeah, good on you, Schaefer.
1: Yes. Still got it, Schaefer, after those games we were talking about earlier. I guess, yeah, he was Day of the Tentacle, wasn't he? And Grown Fandango.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And Full Throttle, yeah. And of course, Psychonauts 1. And They talk about like Rhombus of Ruin in this game quite a bit, because the plot is all very sequential, and Rhombus of Ruin happens immediately after the first game, and then... Right. This follows on from that. And I don't really know what Rombos of Ruin was. Was it like a VR experience or yeah, I something? Think so. so it can be a little strange in its storytelling because they're referring to things that have happened in that. Um and although it gives you a little bit of a recap at the start of the game, they're like there's there's kinda of the everything's in, implied that you know what they're talking about. Mm. Which I guess, you know, makes total sense in terms of the characters and the characterization, but like, given that there's, I mean, I, I can't remember if Psychonauts 1 is available on game, port, game Pulse, Game Pass, or something like that. I know you can probably play it on Back Compat, but um, given that they haven't like remastered Psychonauts 1 or anything like that ever. It's like it's perhaps a bit of an ask to be like, oh, you mm. needed to have played this OG Xbox game and a VR game in order to have the full picture right now. Mm. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: It's good. It's got a recap, but maybe, you know, Yeah, it's a, a bit more in-depth one and that you can watch at any time.
0: It's something that, if had they written it with more of a time skip... In the storyline, they could have gotten away from a bit, but because they're doing everything like this is effectively episode three in the Psychonauts story, I guess like they're just one after the other, bang, bang, bang. Um, I, I guess they they have to write the characters in that way, just because of where they've timed it. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, Don't really know what else I've really been playing. Playing play a bit of Rocket League. <laughs>
1: Do you play with Zag? Oh,
0: haven't done so much yeah, actually played, of late.
2: Yeah. No, it's because you've been doing little mini sessions, yeah. like, before dinner and stuff.
0: Yeah, trying to sneak them in before Noam comes home. That kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, I was a uh, a a I met up with with the Cambridge crew uh, over the bank holiday weekend, which was nice because I hadn't seen them for like a couple years, and then mm. um, not not in person anyway, and. Um, uh, there was a brief moment where it's like I might have got them to play Rocket League because if a couple of them are okay. really into it and a couple of them are kind of not, so it was just like, well, and and none of them play it as, ex- as as excessively as we do, um. So it was just like, yes, come on, let's play some Rocket League. I'll even play it on the Switch, <laughs> and it's like there was at this point where it's oh. like, oh, I need to download it on the Switch, and it's like, oh, this game is twelve and a half gigabytes on Switch. <laughs> which is quite big for a switch game and it's um i ran out of space on my switch um which i, I guess i didn't think was going to happen but of course it was going to happen those things are only 32 gig devices yeah um mm-hmm. so uh yeah ordered myself an expansion card for that <laughs> and we didn't end up getting right. around to play goddamn rocket league and it's like one day i will get you one day I can't remember what we ended up did playing. I think we played some Pac Man two five six in multiplayer because <laughs> that's actually kind of a, that's kind of enjoyable for a brief session. Uh, and until I can think of any more, introducing Zachary Bird.
1: <laughs> well, start with a cough. Yep, As always <laughs> step one.
2: <laughs> wake up the vocals. Step with one. The cough.
0: You take your left hand. Yep. Step two, take a right hand.
2: I haven't really. And played then much. You tell
0: us what you've been playing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played very much at all. New, really. I get well, not new, obviously. <laughs> In general, even old stuff, I haven't played much. Um, afterwards, I talked about Dwarf Fortress last time. I decided to be like, well, fuck, let's just see what, I'm, let's just see what I'm playing a fully modern version of Dwarf Fortress is like right now. Like what is it? What's the current state of the specially made still called lazy noob pack (laughs) (laughs) even though that name is like so like 2000s but (laughs) lazy noob because the thing about that pack is that at this point it's it's not even the same people. Like, the, It got put onto open source and then someone else took up development of it. No, so right. it, there, there was totally an opportunity for it to not be called that. Like, <laughs> but I guess the name was so ingrained in the community or whatever that everyone knows it as that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's keep it going.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I will, I got a fresh install of that and then tried to play that fresh map of North Fortress through that, which is... I still don't... I, um, and then, uh, having played that for uh, like quite a while, I was like, "Maybe I could. Maybe I should try and make a video of Dwarf Fortress using some of the modern stuff, but mostly van mostly my vanilla version." Because hmm. the thing is, like, even in the mod pack version that I ran, well, firstly, I didn't turn on any of the graphics because I don't <laughs> like I'm so adapted to not graphics that the graphics actually look weird. <laughs>
0: you need your purest ASCII characters.
2: <laughs> yeah and uh, so like it didn't really look any different and then once i got in and was starting to look at the there's sort of two different layers to the mods in the pack that that is generally well it's basically there's one there's df hack which is like actually modifying the game directly so that actually like introduces the menu options and stuff within the game and then you've got like the utility side which are generally separate programs that you just run that link into the game and just pick up data oh i see right and so i didn't really feel like most of it was very necessary like the df hack stuff the stuff that actually changes the base game there was very few things in there that i was worried about really there's a couple of nice-ish options. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things where it just like it adds a search bar to some menus. That, <laughs> where yeah, it's right. like, oh, that's yeah. nice, but not totally necessary. Mm. But apart from that, I didn't really find any particular things in DFH that I thought were that vital. But then on the other hand, the the two main external mods that everyone knows and are and would clearly be very useful for making a video in general. Well, not very useful nice for making a video there's the one that gives you sound (laughs) which is obviously kind of nice for making a video and so you're not just having to silence most of the time
0: (laughs) and that's sort of you know unless you can get some kind of royalty free well i mean dwarven music soundtrack that is what
2: it is okay (laughs) that is what the sound mod does it's all just a bunch of weird royalty frees and and weird people recording voice lines (laughs) and whatnot (laughs) rock and stone yeah basically So there's that, and then the other one that's obviously everyone considers extremely vital to Dwarf Fortress, and if I was going to make a video, I'd probably use it just to speed things up, is Dwarf Therapist, of course, which is just the job management thing I was complaining about Ah, before. Ah, right, okay. (laughs) It's just an external program that lets you just click to select all the different jobs and shows you all the dwarfs in the list so you can see like oh do i have anyone that can do this job and what's their skill level with this job and if if it's not on i can turn it on and i can toggle it on and off and i can adjust people's jobs and and it also goes you can do all
0: that through the tool
2: it adjusts the game as well yeah it just you just have like a you change all the stuff in the in the tool and then there's just like a commit button that just sends it to the game oh
0: nice
3: <laughs>
2: So, you and then it can you can have it refresh and re update a, sort of, a sort of live hack the game. effectively, yeah, essentially. I'm not really actually sure how that one does it, like where it's sending the data because it could just be a straight memory yeah. hack, right? It could be because I think, well, I mean, obviously, DF hack, the one that literally hacks the game, is basically a memory hack. Mm. And there were there were some older mods that were very memory hacky that actually don't work any longer because of like the yeah. binaries have changed or whatever. But then, like with the way therapist sends data, it feels like it's almost running through the. It's like it's always doing a macro, but it, you can't oh, see, see it doing anything. Right. So I assume it's not. It's actually on some level, it's doing a memory hack. Hmm. But then, like sound, the sound mod, sound sense is basically just reading a log file.
0: Yeah, I guess it would have to be separate and just pulling in what it could, what yeah. it needed to. A little bit like how the um, uh, Among Us chat app works where it's just pulling data right, from yeah. among us to to, to run the uh, speech channel
2: yeah but yeah so therapist when you, you, you it does all the job management but it also sort of goes further to sort of reveal parts of how dwarf fortress works that are it's like they're there, and you can theoretically see this information, but it's so inconvenient that it's l- that you like never do because hmm. when you look at a like a dwarf and you look into their thoughts and preferences screen and it's just like a fucking two pages of text where it's just <laughs> like it describes everything that they're thinking about and like whether that made them feel good or not, and like all their personality traits and then like what religion they're a part of hmm. and hmm. all their physical characteristics it's sort of, like surface lets you have all that information as well, but summarized so you can actually like you know have this extra information so you'd be like it, oh, it, it has like a separate panel where it can be like oh how suitable to different jobs is this dwarf oh, so it's like if this dwarf particularly likes animals then it gives them a bonus towards being suitable towards the animal caretaking jobs and that kind of thing which like it's you could theoretically go through every dwarf and look at this giant screen of text and find that information but it's so inconvenient to do in the base yeah, game yeah. that
0: you just wouldn't <laughs> you, you kind of like having the interface that just sort of perhaps has a, like a plus horse next to it or something yeah
2: but like it's weird to have that information because it's it's like I don't know it's almost like some kind of easy mode almost where it's like you normally it's such an inconvenience to look up that information that you don't bother Mm. so you have to deal with the consequences but now you have this information it's like oh I can actually it's actually slightly easier to manage these because I have this extra information which is technically there but it's so difficult to look up (laughs) Yeah, But even then, that's not actually helping me that much because then you run into the the opposite end of that problem Is now now you have all this information and you can actually see it. You can be like, well, this isn't working, right? <laughs> because there's certain things in Dwarf Fortress naturally that still don't work 100% as you would expect them. The main one is the religion aspect where like different dwarves believe in different gods or, well, not really believe... I mean, they believe in all of them, but they have different gods specific to them that they prefer. So you'd have to build temples to the, to, like you can build a generic temple where it's just like anyone can come into this temple. And then you can build like individual temples for all the specific gods. And then in the dwarfs, like needs, essentially they have praying needs, but it's, I don't know if there is a generic like need for religion stuff, but then you have all the individual gods needs. If that dwarf believes in them specifically, right. But then it doesn't, it doesn't sort of manage that very well in Dwarf Fortress at the moment which is considered a bug like they'll have the need to pray to a specific god but then they just won't get round to it they'll do like generic Uh, prayer or whatever interesting so oh. that need just becomes more and more intense over time and it right. never gets resolved and then it, that just sort of pisses them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or that they haven't prayed to the correct, to the right god. Yeah, to the specific... Or, like, if they have multiple ones that they want to pray to, maybe it doesn't get to the bottom of the list or whatever. Like, they, they right. deal with the top two, but they never get to that last one. And because of the way the needs in Dwarf Fortress, like it just gets worse and worse over time essentially like the longer a need goes unsatisfied it more and more negatively imp- impacts their mood so right. the fact that but it there's doesn't one prioritize that, never, that need yeah it doesn't prioritize it the other way <laughs> to actually get that mm-hmm. one done because sometimes it 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 will do that in, uh, in well i guess it's because it, they're all like the the religious need and because I like as I'm speculating it doesn't prioritize the the individual one of those religious needs that needs doing first. Because you will see the there's when you're looking at the unit list and it tells you what they're doing, there's two different versions of the like personal needs thing where it's like if it's green, it's just like they're just doing it because they've got free time. But if it's purple it means they're doing it and they're not gonna be doing anything else. Like they're doing that because they need to do that and you can't even tell them to get back to work. Oh right. <laughs> But then, obviously, that that should be what handles those
0: extremely important needs, but it just doesn't. It should, it should kick in and be like, "I'm doing this because I, got, I need to do it." Like everything else will wait. Yeah, but it doesn't really manage
2: that. So there's certain dwarves in my fortress that, at this stage in the game where it's just like this guy is totally pissed off because he's just got this one need that he never gets around to fulfilling. <laughs> and of course, there's the one dwarf that I accidentally is that not pissed. life? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> There's the one dwarf I accidentally actually pissed off when I had to kick out her arms out of the fortress because she was a werewolf. <laughs> 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 or not actually, I forget what what animal was it? Was it the were giraffe or was it the were, I it was, <laughs> what? Because you can have where wear any animal in dwarf watch. Is there a
0: werehog? hog? Yeah, sweet. I
2: think that I don't think I've seen. I don't. I might have had a werehedgehog hedgehog <laughs> at some point.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think in this dwarf, it was a it was a were,
0: Giraffe and a were mole. <laughs> I think <laughs> were the two that turned up. What's a, a, a wear mole is considerably less terrifying to me. So it's like you mean when, when at night when it's come, when a mole normally comes out, you, tend to a you get a were mole instead.
2: The thing is, I'm not sure how it how it's implied that it works in Dwarf Fortress. Like I assume that they stay more or less the same size and they just get some animal traits rather than like. <laughs> getting a lot closer to the animal in some ways that werewolves have... Depending on the style of werewolf. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes werewolves are practically just wolves. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they're just sort of dudes with wolf heads. <laughs> I assume it's more on that end of the scale. Mm. They get,
0: get gets an itchy back when, they, when the werehog needs to... Yeah,
2: exactly. But yeah,
0: the, I had... I must take off all of my clothes. They're going to get ruined. Right. You, you know, once
2: you reach a certain population, those kind of werewolf-type animals start turning up. They just show up at like as an attack, essentially, on your fortress. Hmm. Usually they show up... Only during the full moon, though. Well, yeah, because it tracks <laughs> that. But usually they show up on the full moon as the monster. But occasionally you'll get visitors who are and then you don't know that until uh, then. I see. Until and sometimes you'll get actual immigrants who are, and you don't know that until the <laughs> noon. But this, so in, how do you deal with that? Well, you just kill them. <laughs> 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 but in this specific case, it was an attack while I was having a migrant wave. So there was migrants walking into the fortress, and then the were-giraffe or whatever turned up right next to them. <laughs> so I was like, well, you're all going to die.
0: <laughs> were-giraffe. So they have to be angry when they're were- well well, they just
2: automatically are are, are like an aggressive unit so yes essentially (laughs) but so then the migrants and the and the were animal just started fighting so i was like well you're all gonna die but i guess i should send my military out there to kill the thing before it comes into the fortress and starts killing my actual dwarves (laughs) so i sent them out there and they had a fight and then like one of the migrants who was in the fight survived sort of like heavily injured or whatever and then when that happens, you have to like literally go look at the combat logs and be like, "Okay, did you actually get bitten?
0: No, Right? <laughs> <laughs> was there a bite attack at a... any
2: point in this combat log? Huh. <laughs> and there was. So I was like, "Well, after I patch you off in the hospital, I'll just kick
0: you out, <laughs> <laughs> take your crutch, and walk the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you." <laughs> Which was can kind you, of mean. But... Can, you, can you not like uh, like set up jobs or? So, I guess you need some sort of like. Um, instruction to be able to tell people who have, have, have known where tendencies to so like can you just go to the where prison well I mean you can't do that you can be like use the military system or whatever to
2: temporarily order them to a specific location or make them pull a lever that you've built in a room and then like seal it up
0: yeah but you kind of have to force them to do that for each one of your where population yeah then. like there's no way to just be like this is no. com- company policy it's not it's the same as the vampires where you need to deal with that where
2: mm. it's like i know you're a vampire but there's not really anything i can do apart from putting you in a room and bricking it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> But now there is because there's one of the things that I had been introduced since I last played was you can just basically kick people out. It's meant you're meant to be sending them to like your surrounding small colonies because hmm. now it actually tracks that on the world map. When you have your main fortress, it starts it starts getting like little hill colonies in the vicinity that are sort of okay. vaguely part of your civilization. But you're not managing those. But you're not managing them. But if you want to, you can request extra migrants from them you can send people out or you can send like missions out to them to do Help them yeah more. do various things like that so yeah now there's an option where you can just pick a dwarf and just be like you get the hell out to one of these colonies in theory but at that point in that game there i hadn't had any colonies so it just you just leave <laughs> just go <laughs> good luck in the wilderness <laughs> good luck with your broken leg and the crutch wherever the hell you're going but then that really pissed off this one other dwarf who was related to them in my fortress. And now she's eternally angry at me. <laughs> no matter how well her needs are satisfied. You've made an arch nemesis. I'm just like, do I need to kick this one out as well? How many other people is this one related <laughs> to? <laughs> just kick them all out.
0: It's about family.
2: Unfortunately, she's one of my military, so I kind of need her. <laughs> so I've, I've done my best to satisfy as many of her other needs as possible to make her only slightly pissed off all the time.
0: So now she smuggles her aunt in, and then you get another Well,
2: that is my ultimate, my kind of, like, long, long-term long solution, is hoping that the aunt will just re-migrate back in, and then I can just kill her, and that'll be... It'll, be, it'll piss her off in the short term, but then it'll be done.
0: <laughs> oh, right, so she won't... I right. reckon she won't have that lingering problem with you. Like, if you just... Murder is better than... Outcome. Yeah,
2: because it's like uh, th- the way it is now. It's a constant like bad thought of being like, "Are oh, you bastards evicted my aunt?" But if
0: she's dead, it'll be like, "Well, now you can grieve, get over it, and then in the future it'll be <laughs> fine." <laughs> so if you send the aunt to one of your colonies, is your colony now messed up?
2: Well, I don't know how well it tracks that kind of thing. Like, how many where where enemies are there in that base now? <laughs> yeah. If I request migrants from there, is it just gonna be a shit ton of werewolves coming in? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because they're all werewolves now. <laughs> all werewolves. <giraffes. laughs> they've all been dead
1: yeah. at this point.
0: Yeah. yeah. That is <laughs> the, <were-handles>. the question.
2: <laughs> I mean, the were animals are much less of a problem than the vampires. Because <laughs> at least with the were animals, like, it c- gets the full moon, they become evil, you kill them or don't, and then kick out the ones that you need to, and then that's it. Whereas the vampires, it's very hard to actually. You know, it's they just be kicked them. out. Well, you can, but there's no. That would be on you to figure it out, essentially, because mm. it's very rare that they'll actually get exposed in the
0: game oh, as I being a vampire. See. So it's not like there's just something happens and then they're fr- from that moment onwards they're just marked as vampire. Yeah, because
2: or- the I mean the, the the way that that does happen is if if they're currently drinking someone's blood which usually happens like in a bedroom or whatever because they like, try and find an isolated target if mm. someone happens to walk in while that's happening and sees it <gasps> then that triggers it but it otherwise otherwise it's just like oh we found a dead body in the morning and he was drained of blood but, but I mean who did that? <laughs> <laughs> So that's the problem with the vampires. There's no, so unless you as the player saw it, and then yeah, you have to even physically see it on your screen as the player, or like meta game it and be like, which one of these doors has really ridiculously high stats for no apparent reason, and <laughs> and also and also like never drinks alcohol because vampires don't need to drink alcohol. Who's, who's well nourished right now? <laughs> And then, of course, if you get a visitor who's a vampire or a werewolf, then you've got this whole other problem because you can't kick them out. You just have to wait for them to leave on their own. Why can't you kick visitors out? Because it, they don't really count as part of your fortress, so they can't. you can't interact with them in that menu or anything. Uh, you should better kick out anyone from your fortress. Yeah, you would hope so. It's my fortress, but yeah, I did have a vampire visitor one time, but the only person he drank blood out of was another visitor so I was like well fair enough I guess they're going to leave at some point (laughs) or you could just not open your fortress up to visitors except that's bugged as well so they kind of always come if you open the cave lair you'll always get dumb adventurers who want to go down there and die (laughs) because
0: they suck do you have a little shop at least like a buyer of stuff before they go in there and die and then and then can you hire well it's more rack- like racketeer to go in there it's and- more like
2: the opposite where you just wait for them to die then go and pick up all their shit afterwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and
3: then
2: resell it yep and then resell it so that's awful i mean i did have this theoretical idea of making a video i also thought about maybe well i went and looked at various options for basically getting a Sort of a whiteboard overlay thing, so I could like notate the screen, maybe, because that would make it much more easy to understand what the hell is going on. I guess not easier for me to manage playing it, but that hmm. could be an option.
1: We'll see. Well, if... so you could circle a character, and yeah, say, or like draw some lines is... and
2: be like, "This is what you're actually seeing." If you can't interpret how these
0: symbols are laid out, hmm.
2: yeah,
4: mm.
0: yeah, you might have to plan. Or, that. or this is the part of the in. screen you need to look at. You could edit that in afterwards, I suppose, and be like...
2: Well, I mean, editing it in would be even more of a hassle. I was thinking about having just a transparent overlay
0: that you can draw onto, essentially. Well, you can use um, uh, the Windows screen... Oh, no, you're not running 10. No. <laughs> you're still running 7. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, the Windows the, the Windows 10 screen grabber can do that. It let's you, lets you like just mark on a screenshot that you've taken.
2: And then, as I was saying, in order to make that video more viable again You, I well I'd want to have the sound engine running just to have sound in the background so it's <laughs> not just pure silence every time I'm not talking and dwarf therapist just to make things way quicker for that kind of thing
0: Yeah. I mean there's no shame in just being like I'm going to do this thing right now and then you can then cut well, sure. just a hard cut I mean, and then come back and write like right, right what I've done is this you definitely might want to do some cutting in dwarf watches in general yeah because I'm sure it takes a while to navigate
2: and but, just wait for things to happen. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that would be a video. Maybe. I So I still haven't decided.
0: Another one of those with a sped up section.
2: Yeah, potentially. Um And then really the only other the only other thing that I played that's not new but new for this fortnight is like I went back to um factory town again. Factory town, okay. Yep. That one. Uh <laughs> I mean which one is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's the one that relies on chutes and, well, chutes and conveyor belts. I guess that's not even unusual. Nope. It's, it's that one where you you have like little houses and then you supply your production lines, build, make stuff that you then sell to the houses, and then that's like an economy, and then you use that money to buy various other upgrades and that um, kind of thing. Yeah, I vaguely remember you
0: talking about. It's the one that's sort of a little bit industry giant.
2: Yeah, yeah. a little bit, but not quite. Like, but,
0: no. but not quite, but very early. well it's getting less early
2: it's definitely getting sort of close to to release because i think i think all of the last of the campaign missions are in now Hmm. because i last time i played it i was going through the campaign because i hadn't before and they would only really just been starting to be put in but i think they're all in now so i've been trying to play campaign mission six i think out of eight. But yeah, there's been a few other modifications as well, like now there's a there's an even lower tier of conveyor belt, because before you'd have the chutes that could only manage, well, things that you imagine would go in a chute, like grain and and rocks, I suppose, but <laughs> things that mysteriously are in this game are in ball form. Like it's a ball of grain <laughs> that just rolls along the chute. <laughs> but then you'd have the next step up from that in the logistics would be like cloth conveyor belts. So you you need a, the cloth technology essentially to build these like fairly slow conveyors, but now there's an even slower one made up purely out of wood. So you have you can get into the conveyor belt logistics aspect even faster, which is nice. Oh
0: I see. But so the chutes like
2: are you having to build
0: downhills?
2: Yeah, because it... if you want the chutes can't go uphill, so yeah. you always have to have downhill
0: routes. Interesting. So it's a marble run of industry.
2: Yeah, essentially. But really, chutes aren't even that useful. I like most of the time I, I I only use them for basically wood and stone usually. And even then it's like a really short route between like a forester's hut and the woodcutter's building where it just like it just goes straight out of the front of the thing, rolls down the chute into the other building. Mm-hmm. It's just to save having like a dude or a cart there going backwards and forwards. <laughs> Because that's the actual—that's the actual reason to build like the logistics system. Because you have like literal workers and carts, and then larger caravans and stuff that can just okay. pathfind and yeah. carry shit around. But then you're using your worker limit, whereas we where you actually want those workers is inside the building to speed up the production rate.
0: Oh, I see, right? Yeah.
2: So the more automated, like belts and stuff, you can build that saves the workers to actually go inside the buildings. But then another update they've done recently is sort of modified the the way it calculates how fast the buildings run because there's like there's different layers of, of bonuses that you can add to the production speed of buildings so you start off with like the base production speed of the building then you can add more workers in it to make that go faster but mm-hmm. you can only fit so many workers in a building then there's a bonus from the overall happiness of your town which is basically how many different products you're selling to the house okay, right. so that just sort of goes up naturally as you're progressing then you can add the new ones. Well, one of them is more new, but there's the you can, depending on what sort of industry building it is, you can add like certain attachments, like the steam powered attachment. So once you've got the steam generators, you can run steam power through the building and that just gives a production bonus. But the one that sort of changed is previously certain types of production would consume money essentially. So the money you'd get from selling the products to the buildings, you could certain buildings would then just consume that in their production rate. Mm-hmm. So it would be like it would use some number of red coins per second or whatever. But now that's an actual option. So you can add the red coin booster and then that actually increases the production rate but then consumes the red coins. But then you can actually add more to the red coin booster to use more coins to increase the production rate more.
0: So oh, now I you've see. actually
2: got a sort of... Because previously the economy was almost pointless because you just you just get money and virtually everything you'd spend it on would be like a one-time cost so you just constantly get more money and your bank balance would just go up forever and then you'd never need to worry about that ever again you
0: could could just come back like if you had you wanted to build something that was hella expensive you'd just leave it running yeah you just wait for a minute and do something else and then you'd have enough money but now
2: now that you've got this actual way to spend money over time directly and it's controllable rather than the old way where you just it was just something that you had to deal with because it was always there. Mm. Now you can choose to have it, and you can choose how much of it to have. So you can be like, you can look at your, like, how many red coins per second am I making from selling shit? So I can spend that much on boosting the production of these specific things.
0: Interesting. How much am I paying my workers? Yeah, essentially.
2: <laughs> Except not really, I guess. Because most of them don't get paid. Most <laughs> of the buildings don't have any coin boosters on... Well, I mean, none of them do. They, they basically got rid of the idea of any building having a default coin cost. So oh,
0: right, so, not, so
2: basically everything's free? The production rate of everything mm-hmm. is free, but now you can add the booster to any building, essentially, to just get that bonus production rate.
0: It's a pretty sweet deal.
2: Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I've been trying to get through this mission, but the tr- the thing is, that as I've got into the later missions, it's feeling more, like, undirected. Like, in the early missions, it's very specific for being, like, build these because you have limited options Mm. so it's like build these things achieve this goal and it's really obvious how it wants you to do that right but at this point because it's unlocked so many of the options it's like well you need to get to the to making air crystals in the air temple but when but that means you have to get so many other production lines that lead up to that point you're just like just playing the normal game
0: almost right yeah so the the campaign hasn't dropped you in a like a scenario where it's like well this is a bit finicky right anyway
2: no not really
0: and a lot of that game, a lot of the systems of that game
2: are sort of anti finicky anyway, where it's like they introduced a a concept of patches ago, I think where like certain areas of the land have an affinity for a certain product, so it's like if you've cut down a forest, probably the land underneath has an affinity for forests, so if you build a forest a hut there and grow trees, they grow better, I see right, and then like for farms, there's the same effect for different kinds of crops or whatever. But it doesn't really matter because if you build a farm anywhere and you just start planting crops, it will work slower at first, but the longer those crops have been grown in that place, the land gradually gains affinity to that crop anyway. Oh, I see. So Mm. there's a slight bonus to building at specific locations on the land for that, but you can just do it fucking anywhere you want, really. Like, there's no real limits to where you build farms or... Well, sort of, mi- Mines is slightly more limited because uh, obviously you have to have the rocks The mine.
0: Sort of vaguely reminds me of the uh, compatibility system of uh, GFs in Final Fantasy VIII, right? Like, yeah. They were technically compatible with certain characters, but if you just left them on them, you could max it out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Didn't really matter that much. No. So, yeah, it, it, it's a matter of and also I'm sort of running into the other classic problem of that game where it's like it's a matter of how much effort you want to put in to do cool things (laughs) like you could just build a bunch of crappy conveyor belts and shoots and just have and like have all the individual buildings just wedged wherever the hell you want but like Maybe I want to make a rail line with a train with a bunch of cargo wagons and then have those cargo wagons, like it goes from the port where it picks up the fish and then it goes past the production line that uses the fish, but then it also picks up the products from that and takes it to the next building. It's so, like, you can do that or you can just build like a wagon that drives backwards and forwards. Like the the wagon would work just as well as the train, but the train is a much more complicated system.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it would cost you a worker, I guess, for the wagon or does it cost you workers it, to run the train? Or
2: I think it probably... I think they both cost one worker, but I mean, mm. the train can theoretically have a way higher capacity because sure, you just yeah. keep adding more wagons. <laughs> but yeah, there's, it's a, definitely a case of like how how cool do you want to be about it. But then do you have to worry about the length of your stations? Except you don't. Oh. It doesn't actually bother modelling that. It's
0: not uh, transport hiking. No, it's not quite that complicated.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I played a bit more of that, but... I don't know if I. I don't know if I'll even finish this one mission. It's getting a bit of a. I'm feeling a bit of a drag on where it's like I. I'm gonna have to make progress, but I'm. am like, every time I unlock a new step in the tree of getting towards the end goal, it's like, well, I've made it to that point, but that's that's like backwards opened another branch, that I then have to build mm. up to along that branch God. to join those two together.
0: I think I'm finally getting to the point where I recognize when I hit that phase in games, like rather than my completionist self where it's just like i'm probably never gonna do that am <laughs> <I?"> <laughs> like okay sure i did the last actual base mission in two-point hospital but then i sort of thought to myself oh right now i'm gonna go back and freestyle them all and then a couple of months go by and it's just like <laughs> i'm never gonna do that No, uninstall sorry two-point
2: <laughs> mm. so yeah that was yeah. pretty much that and I think that's you. Don't, all new that I have, have
1: to, to be completionist about games too to get necessarily. You not don't to, have to get not just trying to get having, the most out of
0: things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like I feel bad for. I do feel a little bad for Horizon and the fact that I currently have absolutely no intention of playing Frozen yeah, Wild. Finished it. And it's like well, yeah, oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. I ha- I have that thing just because it came on PS Plus, but it's like. I've got this whole DLC bit with new stuff, with new areas. It's yeah. like, no, nah, I'm probably never. <laughs> let's, let's be no. honest, I'm probably never going to touch that. At least give it a break, maybe. Uh... <laughs> yeah maybe you'll get inspired i mean i've got i've or got maybe. more yakuza games to go back and play you know yeah
2: i think that's the yeah. pro- that's the actual problem for rob It's like it's not a matter of coming back and being inspired it's a matter of there's so many other things to do. yeah <laughs> there's, there's,
0: just there's, so much there's a point where my attention has gone elsewhere and it's just like oh i'm not going to come back i mean if i want to talk about other things i played like i did technically actually come back and play a little bit of soul Calibur 6 mm-hmm. like in the last few weeks and had a pretty decent time with it but That was every time I go back to Soul Calibur Six. It's not actually a get better at a fighting game. It's just like there's there's more of this bloody story mode to do, isn't there? (laughs) Right. And it's um, and I finished the actual sort of like story-ish story mode. Right, finished as much as you can. Like, there's a load of side quests and stuff Mm -hmm. that have opened up. Um, but I got I got credits (laughs) in that thing, and then I started playing like through the like little the smaller story-driven thing, and it's like. Oh man, the the writing and the acting and that is so bad. It's like it's <laughs> so bad. Like it's, but it's not even like I wouldn't. But it's not. It's, I wouldn't say it's the enjoyable side of bad cheese. It's just, it's just, it's just kind of boring, <laughs> which is a shame. So maybe I'm at the point where I get, I say to Soul caliber six, maybe I'm done with you.
2: Yeah, it's like, I, I, like...
0: I, always, I wanted to like you more than I did. Maybe I'm done with you. Maybe I move on to one of the billion of other like weird fighting games I have. Oh,
2: yeah, I guess. That is a, I was about to say, it's, like, it's not really the same as a game where you'd make progress, because it's really just the same thing over and over. Yeah. So you can come yeah. back to it whenever. You can, you, you can.
0: yeah. I can leave it installed, and, like, and that just won't be a problem if I just fancied a quick blast on it. But it's. it's I'm pretty... I never really got my... I never got the feeling with Soul Calibur 6 that I was getting good at it. I never got that feeling of, of like, I'm, I'm getting this. Mm. Like you know, and there's been plenty of fighting games where I felt like I have started to grasp, like Marvel vs. Capcom, like um, Killer Instinct. And Soul Calibur 2, for instance, you know, where I felt like, like yeah, I'm, I'm getting a feel for this. Not sure I ever really got a true feel for 6. Not because, I don't think it's a problem with the game, it's just a feel thing, right? Even Skullgirls I got into, right? And that's a pretty technical fight. <laughs> yeah.
3: hmm.
0: Which apparently they are still updating. Like Oh really? Like even though they kinda said they weren't, right? Well Lab Zero kinda isn't a thing yeah. anymore. Um but there's a new character that's currently in the Alpha channel for the game, like that they're talking about, and Sonic Fox has obviously been posting Like videos on Twitter of him absolutely kicking ass with this new new character as he does. Um, Yeah, Skullgirls. Hell of a game.
2: How was Zelda have you played then?
1: Yeah, where are you at? Uh, Well, I seem to be, even though you can do it in any order, I seem to be going around (laughs) in the same order as I did the first time for some reason. I've done, went up Death Mountain. I think I just went to the you know to right. the tower being like oh i'll unlock that tower because it's right there and then i was like oh i go to the mine and i'll get the fireproof lizards and then i'll uh, I'll just wander up there and get <laughs> the armor and then uh, and then before you know it you're in the divine beast up there <laughs> right, <I guess. laughs> to be honest is it just because yeah, like,
0: so... i forget like how the map sort of looks in breath of the wild is it like just because there's there is stuff in a sort of close together line and you're kind of like naturally drawn. I'll just do what's nearby.
2: Well, I mean, it is up the right-hand side of the map. Zora's Mm. the main. Yeah. And then basically Death Mountain. There's a bit of Akala in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You don't really... If you don't go up that side, you go straight up Death Mountain, essentially.
1: Yeah. I didn't actually turn right, so I haven't gone to Akala, or whatever and done the... I haven't gone to the other tech lab yet and done Mm. all that stuff. Oh, right. Uh, Yeah. And then having done the, the Death Mountain, it's like, well... The Corrupt Forest is right there. Yep. I'll do the Lost Woods. And then, and then, yep, that's the same. The frame rate tanks as soon as you go into the Corrupt <laughs> Forest, uh, just as ever. And, kind of uh, and then and then it was like, well, I don't have enough hearts to get the, the sword, so I'll just go and use the respect statue in the Tano Village to, to, get, to get the hearts I need and then switch it back. I don't remember if I did that the first time, but I thought might as well
0: no i think it was quite a gap for Mm -hmm. me like between finding the master sword and then coming back when i had enough hearts i think that that was quite enough when i start the game yeah um
1: uh but with that respect actually you can just trade all your stamina back in for hearts for (laughs) just for the sake of getting the master sword
0: (laughs) oh wait so you just do it and then trade it all back into stamina again yeah and then trade it back yeah you lose money (laughs) but not much
1: yeah uh, so I did that but yeah I should probably go up and check out do some more exploring now because yeah I was thinking oh there would be a load of you know the big gap between them but in fact I just ended up doing the well I at, mean, quite quickly this one,
2: th- at this point it should be a bigger gap because you need to actually get yeah. to Rito so you've got to go up that whole side of the map essentially
1: yeah it's I've been over there track, as far really. as far as the uh, fairy fact and yeah. whatever uh, but I haven't been up to the village and done all that stuff yeah and then you've got the whole and then it's like uh, you know, getting the armor that, for the cold or whatever. Yeah, yeah. there's quite a uh, few.
2: There's quite a, like the retail town had like quite a few side quests that you could actually do before <laughs> the divide beast as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what was missing from the Gar- from the Garon City. Like there aren't any song? yeah there's like Prize
2: two right there's the one where you have to go and yeah. help those guys digging a hole and that leads to a shrine and the one where you have to fight yeah. the talus which isn't really a mission exactly it's just like no. you're just going to fight that anyway
0: probably at some point hmm. accidentally yeah. even
1: exactly so, think, so if you did go yeah. around
0: the map the other way i forget how the enemy leveling in it works this is like you have a sequ- You have a hidden stat, basically. Right. That like, so, up so if you went, say, to the snowy area immediately, like you know, you're just going to get owned. Well, you know? they'll
2: probably be on average higher level
0: just because of the area, but there's like the the,
2: you know, you will still see red ones or whatever mm. instead of all blue. Right, right, right. Yeah. If you go early,
1: when Gary, my my former flatmate, did it he, first time, he went to the desert first, <laughs> which like that's definitely the hardest. Um, yeah. Like. Divine Beast boss. Yeah, and then it's got the Yiga fight. clan. So if you trigger the Yiga clan at the start the end, <laughs> oh, you yeah, fucking turn turning up the whole game. Yeah. So <laughs> I'd definitely do that one last. <laughs> I think the Yiga clan scale
2: as well though, right? If you're if, it's, oh, yeah, if it's sure. in your in, in the early game you only get the little dudes instead of the big dudes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like Maybe that'd really be good just bananas. so you can harvest their bananas, yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of other yeah. places to harvest bananas. <laughs>
0: Well, there kind but of isn't. Continue find the sort of tropical area, right? And to you go to the jungle? Yeah, which, oh, yeah. which I which was like the last area I went to. And there are other
2: yeah. before mighty centre. Other mighty options. Mighty options.
0: Well, yeah, sure.
1: It's because there's no. There's nothing in there. There's no. Well, there's stuff, but there's no. In the there's, jungle is like the only like. There's no area that has there. no plot. Yeah. Yeah. Really. There's a whole fishing village there that doesn't really have a plot, right?
0: And one of the dragons, and yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's yeah. a few little side quests, isn't there around, well, like, yeah, around sure. the village? yeah, there's always a love one or whatever, yeah. There's always a few and some yeah. shrines.
4: I wonder how hard
0: a time I'd have going back to that game now because obviously I haven't played it since.
4: Oh, you get since, back into since,
0: it? Well, since you got the took the cartridge back, and then uh, uh. Yeah, Zach's got a digital copy, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid mm. switch profiles. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I wonder. How, like, because I never finished it. Right in my playthrough, I spent like God knows how many hours in it, and I, like, just never, never mm. actually, never actually went to Hyrule Castle. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: because it's the last thing you want to do, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And I don't think I ever did any of the like Terry Town stuff. Like, <laughs> right. Tarrytown, yeah. Tarry Tarrytown, Tarrytown, cool. whatever. Like, yeah, that, I don't think that yeah. ever really became a thing in my playthrough. I, m- I missed it completely somehow. You did you just... build your house? Yeah, that... yeah. I'm not even sure I did. Yeah. The yes. house oh, is no. where
1: it
2: starts. Yeah, right.
4: yeah,
0: yeah.
2: But even the house is kind <laughs> of oh. easy to miss.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't. Yeah, I don't really remember ever coming across that, like at all. Like, I must have just totally passed me by. I don't even know don't where enough. I'd go to do that. Cause it's like this weird they should have maybe made
2: that house a little wall central to has though or like on the main street yeah. or something because it's on this like yeah. weird back path that goes past those weird demonstration houses and
0: <laughs> over yeah. the ravine it's like oh i remember the demo houses okay
1: it's not yeah, super it's obvious it's a nice house but it's not in an obvious place yeah and it's not that it's not right next to that shrine thing over there is it yeah um did I
0: build it actually? Oh, I don't know. I put, might not have finished. You it. have to put a lot of money into it. Yeah. It's I a might. lot of wood, yeah, a lot of money. I might I might not have finished it.
1: I spent all my money on the bloody the the, the helmet for the um fire armour is like right, 2000. Yeah.
2: The, they always ch- charge you a ton for one of the free pieces.
1: Mm. Yeah. There's no other way to get that, I don't think. Yeah. No it's the classic trick of the firearm. I mean,
2: you can get two of the pieces from the shitty side quest but the expensive one you have to just buy yeah but technically you do only need one for the fire resistance but not full fire resistance
1: yeah well I wanted to upgrade to flame proof yeah <laughs> mm. yeah that so wasn't too bad so you can easily cheese all the fire puzzles in the
2: Divine Beast. It's like, oh, you have, to, right. you have to block this wall of fire in order to get through here. Or, you know, just put this up and walk straight through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> walk through, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so cheese.
1: Some of those shrines are, like, some of them are so short. Some of them are, like, almost as long as some of them. Not as the Divine Beast, but some of them are long. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah.
0: I don't know.
4: What, what a on, game! Depends yeah. how
0: much legs I guess each concept really had, and they just just said, "Yeah, that's about, that's about right."
1: Yeah, yeah, let's
0: continue with it.
1: It's nice when the shrines, like, because they have the same aesthetic every time. It's like it's nice when they're suddenly full of lava or something, <laughs> something yeah, really yeah. different. Yeah, just
2: the bottomless <laughs> pitch.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's me, and uh, that will be a podcast. I reckon indeed. Mark yeah. yeah. the podcast. Join
0: check I mean, out I, our YouTube channel for our freelancer vids I mean I just realised I didn't talk loves. about rain on your parade which is something else I've been playing on <laughs> Xbox but it's uh, it's it's cute and dumb play it on Game Pass as always <laughs> Yep. Yeah.
1: if you want to ruin some days rain on some people's parades it's got some jokes yeah uh, yeah so and we'll be back in a couple of weeks for another sidecast
0: yeah boy
1: Thank you. Goodbye.